Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me, man. Slurp right Ooh. in the... Is that okay? S-M-A-R. Mmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm in your home. Yeah. Welcome to uh, welcome to Nashville. We are in Nashville, Tennessee. Proper Nashville. Yeah. Alec, what's up? <laughs> Where do we start? What we've been, we've been chatting what for hours. Up? Yeah, I feel like we don't have any uh, content <laughs> left, so we probably should just keep this one short. Now, um, yeah, what is up? Talk. Up, say who you are, what you do. I'm, uh, I'm, do I talk to the camera? Or, no, it's just me. I mean, I, the, it's know. weird to introduce myself to you because we've known each other for a minute. Um, I'm Alec Kokel. Um, I am the brains behind Safari Room, mm-hmm. an indie rock band from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska originally, actually technically Bellevue, Nebraska. Um, but I've been in Nashville for about 10 years, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun to be a DIY musician in the age of TikTok and Instagram and Reels and all that and, shit. And X. And X, whatever the shit that is. And LinkedIn. And I can swear, right? You can say whatever okay. you want. Okay. <laughs> no edits. You have a LinkedIn? Uh, I do. Well, Safari Room doesn't have a LinkedIn. I personally have <laughs> Do one. bands do LinkedIn's? Maybe that should be a new hustle. I don't know. I know that do. like AR people and like stuff like that have. AR? Like. Uh, Arkansas? A&R, sorry. Oh. <laughs> A&R people. Um, Only people from Arkansas have. Um, ARs. Uh, A&R. A&R. Crunch ice. <laughs> <laughs> People have ARs. People have ARs. That's uh, <laughs> that's a thing. I'm sure in Tennessee we, it's a very popular <laughs> we thing. We have a lot of ARs. What's it like city? being an indie rock artist in a state like Nashville? A state like Tennessee. A state like Tennessee? Well, I feel like it, and maybe this is ignorant of me, I don't know if I feel super like hampered in my music by being in Tennessee. Um, maybe that's a point of privilege, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, I don't know, it hasn't really affected the music that I make, mm-hmm. I guess. It's like it, it, the music scenes are maybe different, but I've only like lived in two music scenes, and one was like when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this is at a certain point like all I know. Yeah. Um, unless we were like out in the road, and then you can kind of get a window into the different scenes that way Mm -hmm. so but yeah i don't know if like being in tennessee necessarily like i mean politically and like socially it's like a different than how i believe but i don't know if like that right necessarily like affects my music in a in a different way right i don't see why it would (laughs) yeah but you do live in the biggest city in tennessee absolutely which changes it you know yeah and i think it's and a lot of people come to tennessee for or nashville specifically for a lot of different reasons. I feel like when I moved here 10 years ago, everyone like wanted to be like the next Taylor Swift. And so it's like it's a big like songwriter town. Yeah. Like with Music Row and whatnot. Can you describe and explain Music Row? Yeah, Music Row is it's like just um it's a it's a street and you think even it's, it's even called Music Row. Um <laughs> and it's songwriting houses, music business uh places um and it's really I mean Nashville kind of started in that area from what I know. Mm. And it's about like the song. It's about like the heart behind it. Um, And so it's kind of spread out from that area. Other historians of Nashville might know better than I, but. Right. um, I know it's huge for singer-songwriters. Exactly. And so like you have lots of people going to co-write and a lot of people like pitching songs to bigger artists or different artists. And it's like you can pitch 
like a bunch of songs you've written and like Kenny Chesney might record that yeah. cut or something like that. What are your thoughts on songwriters for other artists? Um, Be honest. I think it's cool. You think it's cool? I think it's cool. What I, makes you be, think it's cool? Because I think there is an art to every facet of the industry. That's true. And if like, if you're not the best songwriter, but you're an amazing performer and you link up with someone like the exact opposite where it's like they're, what did I say? So like they're not a great performer, but they're an they're amazing songwriter. They're an awkward introvert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think like, it's like the yin yang thing of like, okay, like if, if, uh, I don't know. So you look at like the Elton John and what's it, Bernie... Sanders. Bernie, no, different. <laughs> Who's the guy who wrote? I don't know. Wow, okay, well. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know his so name. So, like, Elton John writes the music, and he has a lyricist that writes the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think, like, knowing your strong suit and working with people that can, like, elevate the art. So, all that to say, like, if you're a talented performer but not a great songwriter, and you have someone who's, like, an amazing songwriter who wants their stuff to be performed what a great way to like link arms and have that sure. music be pushed further. Um, and so it's like, for me, I, every once in a while, I kind of like poo poo of people being like, Oh, like 10 songwriters on one song. And it's like, is the song really good? And it's like, well then maybe that it took that group of 10 people yeah. to make that. I see what song. you're saying. It, it goes, um, one way for me but not the other way and the one way it goes is i i agree with you it's like yeah. if that's what the art form that version of that's the art form took. takes then that's what it is yeah but the other side of it is it i have no more respect or any respect when i hear but they write their own song isn't that great i go yeah them and all of my friends it's like everyone i've ever met shouldn't so, that be the status quo that's what i'm saying so i'm not impressed when yeah. i find out that no she really he or she or they yeah really did write this song can you believe it's like they better cool like cool so they they <laughs> did for them they for did doing, what they said they are they yeah. said they're a singer songwriter and they actually wrote the song i i personally my brain doesn't compute i understand and respect that form of art sure, yeah. but my brain doesn't compete with it i'm just like yeah. you, so you're not doing it like you're not doing all the aspects of the art that but that also could be it. our problem and people yeah, like this and problem think, where we want to just do everything and it we're not delegating the work pro- right at that level Someone who has writers, whether it be a ghostwriter or an actual um, writer that is labeled properly and credited properly on the internet on Wikipedia on their albums, yeah. Um, whether or not they have that, it's people who have that are a part of the bigger higher end industry. Exactly, and it's just like any other job where you delegate work properly so you can do the thing best. They're yeah. essentially say, who's a big country artist that doesn't write their own music and it's just known? Well, I mean, I th- I, know, I don't know enough. I know country. I have some people who I know who have written. So I mean, I'll bring him up, but he's even though he's controversial. Like I know some friends who've written or people I know who've written for Morgan Wallen. Okay, just so thinking. We'll use Morgan Wallen <laughs> as an example. I don't know. We if, can use him for a couple examples, but we'll just use him for this one. I don't know if, if Morgan Wallen writes their music, so this oh. is just an example. Yeah. But they're at a high level in yeah. the music industry. Probably make yes. good money. Uh, Kenny Chesney, uh, Garth Brooks, anyone yeah. of that level. Yeah. Uh, was George Stapleton? Uh, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. I think he, George, what's the other one? George? George Strait. George Strait. I'm trying to think of big he's, ones. He's a little older, though, I think. Well, anyone of that echelon, they're more like the CEO yes. of their yeah. entity. 
And so they have to delegate things properly from production stuff yeah. to creative things to even they're probably not tuning their guitars. They private tech. Sure. And it's one of those things like at a certain point, like you're not worrying yourself about the stuff that you can more easily delegate than do yourself. Exactly. Especially when it's like you're on like record contracts and that in that echelon of artist or business owner, it's like, all right, I've got to I have to make a record every two years or every year or so. It's like, oh, I don't have time to like write the record because yeah. I'm out touring or something yeah. like that. And so it's like there's only so much a human brain can handle, which mm-hmm. I think both you and I know a lot about what the human brain can handle because we do too it much. It can handle <laughs> a lot more than people try. Exactly. But there is a threshold. Um, but I think there is something to be said for being like, all right, maybe I'm not the best songwriter or like there's someone who's better that I can give a platform to. Right. And um, I just have a good voice. Yeah. It's like, I've got a good voice. I have a great touring ensemble. Mm-hmm. I have great musicians who play on the record. So it's like, that's a badass song. Why don't I do a cut of that? And that's kind mm-hmm. of like where the songwriter comes in of like, Hey, I wrote this song that kind of sounds like Kenny Chesney. Maybe he can cut this and yeah. then their managers or their publishing people. I don't know how the intricacies of that work but like they'll be like oh we're going to pitch that for so-and-so and and see if they'll put it on their record and then royalties and then it and i think it's a cool game as far as like to sell a song you end up just like having mailbox money Mm -hmm. which is cool yeah it's like you sell the song and then you just reap the royalties it's a weird thing yeah i totally get it i'm fine with it i couldn't fathom doing it myself. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, that doesn't compete with me. Yeah, just, like, selling your work off? Yeah, just to not, to be like, I'm going to write a song, write the lyrics, write the chords, practice it, do it all. That just seems like that's what it is to be an artist, a musician. Yeah, absolutely. A musical artist. It's to take it all the way across the field. Right. But I suppose, like, when there's, like, commercialization of stuff or, like, I don't know, like, when you're trying to, like, write hits, but I feel like isn't... Not everyone's trying to like write designated hits. It's trying to like, and there's even it's a philosophical approach. Like, like, where are you and what you're trying to do? Yeah, and where it makes sense in your uh, niche of creation. It's the same thing when I hear someone say like, "Oh, and they play their own like guitar." I'm like, shouldn't they? Wow, (laughs) like all these claps. They so they finally wrote wrote their own song. Yeah, and played their own instrument. Uh Whoopie do. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm sounding like a little, you know, negative about yeah, it. But, but it's, also it's like, just not how I do things. But, I, but. And I agree with you in a lot of ways. But I know like some, like even like the guitar thing, I think the band Elbow, who I'm a big fan of, fan of um, like the lead singer used to play guitar in it. And then like was just like, I don't think I need to play guitar anymore. And not necessarily because he can't, but it's such a different ensemble when he's up front like, no instrument just singing because he's still a songwriter mm-hmm. but then it's like then it takes the live form and it's like well what does the lead singer need to do live yeah and it's like doesn't need to play guitar yeah so it's one of those things where yeah. it's like i think in ebb and flow and that's the it's just not your preference it's, right it's and not I mean, mine but it is goes, even for me it's like i like playing guitar and not that i like, can like hide behind my guitar but i just I wouldn't know what to do with these. You do get to hide behind it. You get to hide behind it when you don't. It's like Ricky Bobby doesn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> so it's like I just like I'm like I I would be confused on like you'd I have can to hold have the more mic. choreography and do more exactly. movement and be more theatrical and be more Even performer the, for sure. And like maybe that's down the road, but for me, I'm like uh, I like I like playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, you're you're good enough and solid while you sing to where it makes. To me, it would make no sense to like pass that off, right? You know, and it's but, also another person on the road, depending on how 
It's like, oh, that's a lot of people to fit in a minivan. So Yeah, I have five, <laughs> six people in a minivan. I think it's an upgrade to a bus. Speaking yeah, of not touring, how long there. have you been in this band and how long have you been So Fireroom has been breathing air since like the spring of 2018. 22. So five years. Five years. Um, and you're 28, so you were 23? 20, yep, 23. So yeah, I didn't start putting Fireroom on the road until 2019. So we did like some recording and whatnot, um, but we really started touring in like the summer of 2019 like spring summer of 2019 so that's part of the same era of when i met you yeah so like february so yeah, 2020 february 2020 is when we first met. i think we talked like in the fall because i think we were up in chicago and i was like maybe we can just do it and it was like no you can't we, we need to actually figure out at like a later date um because <laughs> i was just even getting privy to like what live sessions could be used for and how we could partner on that because i was like how oh, did this you is kind of find cool. out about it gosh i wish i remember um <laughs> i feel like it might have been through a friend or like just through just saw on the internet just like chicago music happenings and i was like oh this is kind of cool hmm. uh, i wish i remember i'm terrible i always wonder when people reach out especially Same, from further away it's like how did you find out of a safari yeah. room and because that's like it's like what am i doing right and like <laughs> like with like how how the tentacles are spreading across yeah. it's like how do i actually reach people or how am i reaching people um i'm also bad about remembering like how i meet people for the first time but i do remember you reaching i just cannot recall like what kind i don't think i ever asked you like oh how'd you find out about this yeah you know? we maybe go back in our instagram messages and see was it uh, email or Instagram i think message? i uh dm'd you at first okay <laughs> and the, but i probably could go back in the archived emails it took me a long time to realize what people meant when they said dm'd dm'd like i was years behind people kept, like you kept that saying was a word it i just didn't know what it meant like an acronym i just don't know what it meant yeah they're just like dm or like messages. dnr i'm like DNR. or rnd i'm like what are these acronyms like research dnr and development. that's like do not resuscitate r&d oh r&d research and development yeah. <laughs> dnr is do not resuscitate <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know i'm bad with acronyms like ADD but ADD is attention deficit <laughs> well, i usually don't use them i just say the thing like yeah, yeah. messes them on instagram but the dm thing i, I get it now yeah it, it was just such a very like uh millennial gen z like slang like yeah, yeah. dm me don't dm me. yeah don't uh, no dms please no dms please yeah it's a good uh, shorthand for I'm not looking for new friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. you, you've been on the road on and off for four years. Yeah. I mean, we did a bunch of touring in 2019. Obviously, we did not do a ton of touring in 2020. Why? What happened? Um, yeah, there was this really, <laughs> there was this uh, plague that struck the world. I'm surprised. Did you not, were you not around for that? I had no idea. How oh, weird. I just um, took a long nap. Yeah, it's a really long nap. No, it um, sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It was brutal. It, it sort of... Um, Mental warfare. Derailed yeah. everything. Not, not to go um, take away from the people that got sick or, mm -hmm. or, or got hurt or, or passed away people, from yeah. it, but to sound, you know, slightly selfish, it totally messed up everything I've ever worked for in my life. It's same. Like, royally. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I think it was, a, it was a, a great unifier. I mean... At the beginning, I felt like it was kind of a great unifier. Um, I think things got a little out of hand with like politicization. Politicization? Politicization. Politicization. That sounds weird. Politicization. Politicization. To be made political. Um, <laughs> I know many eye rolls are going to happen when people listen to that. <laughs> it's okay. No, but like, so when things were made political. Um, but I think at the beginning, it was like, oh, there felt like. Every, like no one was like winning 
and like everything felt pretty level of like, oh, my tours. Amazon was like, winning. Yeah, Amazon won. <laughs> um, Amazon won the pandemic. A couple, a couple um, companies were winning just fine. But just like everyone's goals and like hopes for the year were just immediately just like. Bleh. So mm-hmm. there was an odd like unification of that of like, man, I had this planned. It's like, man, I had this planned. So I had this planned. We all got to kind of die silently together. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like a drag, um, and like we released a record in July 2020, which like. I'm, I still stand behind was a good call, even though it's like, oh, just like releasing music into the abyss. Hey, people are home to listen to it. That's what we thought. <laughs> and I think it, it was, it ended up being fine. How many albums have you released as that band, as the, the band Safari Room? Safari Room, uh, two albums and like an, like a couple EPs okay. at this point. Good amount of material in four years. Yeah, it's a lot, and we're about to finish tracking our third record. Nice. And so, when you when you do tracking, do you do it yourself? Do you go to other studios? So it's been, um, it's kind of run the gamut since like the band started, but this new record has been exciting because we've done everything uh, on our own. Nice. So we tracked all the drums at Austin Drury's house, um, longtime drummer of Safari Room, and then we did everything else here. Awesome. And Cole Yepsen, who plays bass with Safari Room a decent amount, um. Uh, he was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's playing bass. Um, he's been co-producing this record with me. He's a fantastic engineer. Um, and is starting to kind of cut his teeth doing more stuff like that for other folks. And so that's exciting to watch him do that. Mm-hmm. But um, he co-produced the last record, Complex Houseplants, in the middle of COVID, and then kind of after that was wrapped and released in July of last year. I was kind of pawing through some new songs and found kind of kinship with him. And we kind of were like, all right, let's keep recording and let's see if we can do it all on our own, like mm-hmm. not having to go to a studio. <clears throat> well, <throat> what, like, what's the reasoning behind that? The method? Uh, probably money. Just money. Money. It's and expensive. Like, and yeah, exactly. It's like if we cannot spend $500 to $750,000 a day in a studio, that would be awesome. How how much? If you don't mind me asking, how much did your first record cost in a studio? Oh God, um, <laughs> we recorded uh, that record in a few different places. Mm. Um, I don't know if I ever put a, a, a price tag on it, but like ballpark ten grand. I don't know. Like and for <laughs> for like DIY bands, yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Impossible um, for most people. Yeah, and so it's like I I'm definitely like a serial saver, um, and so like I try to save as much money as I can to spend on big important things for me and so that was a big important thing to make um it sounds great thank you um, they both sound really good both thank records. you I no, have on I, vinyl yeah exactly we've got both uh records on vinyl. signed by exactly them. yeah we can sign it if you want us to sign it just uh i guess email me or something mm-hmm. we'll figure it out um but yeah so like and it's not even just about cutting costs it's like the freedom to be like like all right we have so in a normal studio day, it's like we have 12 hours. We have to cram as much as we can, and, like, we have to keep moving. Otherwise, like, we have that looming price tag of another, like, $500 tomorrow if we want to be here. Or, like, it's booked, so we have to come back in, like, a month. With Ruins the momentum. Right, and so I think with tracking here, with Cole's great kind of movable rig he brings, I have a room next to the room we were recording where, like, we basically, like, deadened it and make sure we had, like... My bedroom? Yeah, your bedroom currently. <laughs> the guest room uh, <laughs> slash rehearsal space slash uh, tracking room probably eventually. Um, yeah, so we uh, just found that it worked and we were able to make 
sounds that felt good to our ears, whether they sound like the newest Foo Fighters record in quality or like a lo-fi record. It's like we found sounds that we felt good about yeah, and kind of were able to deliver the files to our mix engineer, Colin Pastor. And it, he was also like, man, like these sound really good. Like I don't have to do too much to this to make it yeah. uh, <clears throat> sound like a full record. So I think that was uh, just affirming in a lot of ways and freeing of like, okay, so we can kind of record like a four hour window here, a couple hour window here. Like we could do a full day here mm-hmm. and just kind of go, until we're tired and not feel like we have to mm-hmm. keep no pressure burning no pressure um yeah so no pressure into like truly be like creative and we've taken like a couple weeks off here and there just to like deal with ear fatigue and yeah. like life outside of recording this project because that's not all that we do because we all have is the jobs. album finished uh, we have two songs left that we're about to finish so we're finished completely with drums bass percussion and guitars so truly like the last like as of uh, today, we're we just have vocals, background vocals, um, some stuff we're flying from the demo to the final uh, recording, and then like some synths and bells and whistles, and like then we're gonna edit, and then we'll mix it, and then we'll get it mastered, and then probably by the I don't know beginning to middle of September we'll have the whole thing in pocket. So That's everything awesome. else is mastered and finished though. So when, when do you want to release it? Uh I mean February 2024. Cool. <clears throat> That's the plan right now. And with the production, so all the engineering and producing, it's you guys. And yep. then you have another person you send for mixing. Yep. So we'll just and then send another person for mastering. Yep. So then cool. Preston Cochran does mastering and but working with uh Colin and Preston for the last two records has been or I guess for this record and the one previous mm-hmm. has been Great. They're, is anyone in the band trained in that stuff? Um, Cole, I mean, has uh, mixing experience and whatnot, and so uh, he was working a lot with me, like on mixing demos before we started, like putting pen to paper for reels. Um, and so he kind of we've talked a little bit about what we're doing after this record. Um, kind of talked about doing like a cover EP or just even like just keep recording. Yeah. Um, and so he'll probably do some mixing as well. Nice. So there's enough abilities within the band to get, to get most of it done. Yeah, absolutely. And save and a think, lot of money. Yeah, where it's like I feel lucky in that way of having really talented people like in the in, in Safari Room's corner or my corner, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's also people who like want to be involved in that way. And obviously like we're paying people. Like it's like mm-hmm. everyone gets paid or is is made to feel they're compensated appropriately. Um and so I think that's also important. Like, yes, we're friends and pals, but like also like make sure people are taking care of. Yeah, taking care of exactly. And yeah, in whatever way you can. I mean, in this world, sometimes there's just bargaining and trade offs. For sure. And there's also like sometimes like a vested interest is yeah. is good. Where yeah. it's like if you're if you don't require pay and you just want to be a part of this, like that like speaks volumes as far as like you're invested in the product absolutely on the on the front end and back end yeah so this is a different mindset when money is not involved with a passion project yeah and it's also like there's the uh and like when money is involved it's always good to i was always given the advice like uh, was it hugs and handshakes are good but like when uh you gotta make contracts when those when when there's no money involved, I'm probably not getting this thing right at all. But you want to make <laughs> you want to make 
uh, contracts and stuff like that when there's nothing coming in mm-hmm. because then everyone's like honest about like their actual contribution and what's not and whatnot. And then when it's like, all right, now you not that we're getting like tens of thousands of dollars, but it's like now you have like ten grand. How do you divvy that out? It's like people are more likely to be like, well, I actually did this much, and it's like, well, it's only because there's ten dollars or ten thousand dollars right there. So, but luckily we've had really good uh, conversations about like that and. There's no bad blood behind the scenes with Safari Room. So, <laughs> preface that. I'm like, why did you bring that up? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't even say anything. He had to bring it up. Um, he just brought up contract law, and it was really awkward. I did, or no? You? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah I, I I've <laughs> never did a contract with any of the bands I've been in. That's awesome. So it's just been like slight, you know, gentlemen's agreement. Yep, gentlemen's agreement. It's it's challenging when you. It's all of your equipment. You know, all the yeah, stuff I do, it's sure. all my gear. By the way, uh, PSA announcement. Buy, you know, if you can, over time, buy like five grand worth of gear yeah. so you never have to pay a studio ever again. So, I mean, it's kind of what I'm doing. It's kind of what I'm doing with my rehearsal space where it's like I love the rehearsal spaces in town, um, but it's also like I'd rather put the, I don't know, 500 bucks or more like $5,000 worth of stuff into a rehearsal space that I can run and not have to be beholden to schedules. And you have it indefinitely. Absolutely. And so it's yeah. like, and also like there's a, stu- a bunch of stuff that I already had. And so it's like, oh, I can just add a little bit more and it's, mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. And you can so. slowly just build it up. And yeah, I mean, I, I have so many things now. There's just gear just sitting around doing nothing. I'm like, right. what do I do with this? I wish I had another location. Yeah. You know, it's, it's DZ hard though. part two. I'm working on that stuff. I have a lot of extra stuff. I don't know what to do with it, but yeah. you have like a whole media conglomerate. Yeah, essentially, it's getting to that. It can. We're doing it right now, actually, as we yeah. speak on this podcast. We're uh, this is your remote rig. Yeah, yeah, I know. You like your home all that rig gear, your, rem- your remote rig. Traveling with all that gear <laughs> on on airplanes has been terrifying. So you take, do you take all that stuff? Yeah, so I'll check the Adidas bag because it just has cables in it, okay. easily replaceable, and one interface, but. It's easier like to replace that, it, yeah. that. And then my laptop and camera and expensive things go on in my backpack with me. Yeah. And then my check-in bag that goes above the head is in that hard case where I put, like, yeah. the other expensive stuff, mostly all the microphones, and another cameras. interface, headphone interf- uh, preamp, camera lenses, he- headphones, and just fingers crossed. That, that stuff's pretty fine and yeah. safe. The gimbal, all that, to break it all down, it's find a way to sneak it in there. But the... The bag you you know you get checked in, uh, mm-hmm. it's scary, you know. Yeah, it's like because I mean they don't know what's in there. In Mexico City, they definitely made me go through that stuff. They were like, "What is this heavy bag you have coming in from oh, America?" Yeah. Oh yeah, and they tried to charge me a lot of money, but they only ended up charging me a hundred bucks, which because they didn't know the value of everything. On like oh because so it's based on value. Of they like, were trying to figure out the value of stuff I had that I was going there with, gotcha. and they were gonna. Is it's, that through customs? Or what is that? It was like, just like when I landed and you go to get your bag and it comes in the conveyor yeah, belt. They're like, they like eh. grabbed it and were like, what's up with this? And it was very arbitrary because it has to do with just the value of what you're bringing to their country. But yeah. one, a person 
comes in with expensive watches or diamonds on their they're not asking yeah, them like yeah. which is worth way more money yeah but that's on their person i mean you could have also strapped all your gear to yourself they didn't check just, the stuff i had with said me. it was jewelry they just checked the bag that came through the conveyor belt they didn't check the stuff on me which i'm glad they didn't because that's where all the expensive stuff right. was I'm like oh uh, that's maybe a little bit more expensive <laughs> <laughs> it's sketchy flying with expensive equipment but yeah I've, i like, have not had to fly with like guitars or pedal boards i have some friends who have and it just makes me nervous because I've, I've heard a lot yeah, of horror tricky. stories too. You got to like, find a way to put it all on you, and not actually get it checked and have it go yeah, through. Or even like it. gate checking something. It's like, mm, nope, that's an expensive guitar. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna get to Seattle and it's gonna be in four pieces. And Delta, exactly. Delta will be like, I, we put it in there just fine. See, the guitar stuff's tricky because you have to check that you can't bring it on. Yeah, I think I've brought God, when I was auditioning for school music stuff uh, at the end of high school. I think I was able to like put it like, not that like planes had like a broom closet, but like the equivalent of a broom closet. I think you were able to bring it on. I brought my guitar on. Uh, a that's couple shocking because it's beyond had, the dimensions they allow. Right, but there were sometimes I was able to put it up. This is also because it would take <coughs> up too much space up there because right. it's not all the right. It's ten years ago though, so maybe, maybe they changed it. Maybe the times have changed, and it might depend on where you're going, what yeah. what airline. I know leaving the country, I doubt it let you do that. Oh yeah. What's the um, so when you first started touring, how did you go about booking that stuff? How'd you do it? That's funny. I just had a friend uh, kind of pick my brain about touring and getting started, and I was trying to remember the exact same question. He's like, "Why did you start?" And I was, like, "Uh, I kind of just did. I think I just like put my feet in the water, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna email venues, I'm gonna email bands, and just like see what happens, like see what I can come up with, and like I think." Austin and Chris and uh, folks who've played with Safari Room in the past, especially in 2019, watched a lot of frustration and a lot of like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. um, but I think I developed a rhythm and developed relationships, whether like, whether we were able to book the show or not. I still had a rapport with like venues in other towns or bands in other towns that were like, hey, like, cool, but like, not right now, or like, we're not available. And then I think there's something to be said for bands that continue to reach out where it's like, hey, like every six months, like we're trying to play the same city. So come up to Chicago and it's like, hey, we're playing in February. And it's like, ah, oh, we can't do it. And a couple months later after we play the February show, it's like, oh, we're going to be down there in uh, August or September. And it's like, oh, OK, maybe we'll catch you this time. So I think it's like the repetition of it. Um, but going back to what you're originally asking, uh, I think I just had to go, all right, where, what cities would I want to play? Mm -hmm. And then just being like, what venues are in that city? And then who are the bands in that city? And I just have, I started a robust spreadsheet of just like every single You person. love your spreadsheets. Oh, I love spreadsheets. <laughs> it's my love language. Um, but it's just like every band we've ever played with, every band I've ever heard of in a city, I'll basically write down, and try to find their email or contact information. Mm -hmm. And I tried to, I think at the beginning, it would only be like two or three months in advance. And now I try to do like five or six months in advance because it's just like... We have to. The game has changed completely since we started touring. Um, six months is good. Yeah. And so I'm finding that even like, like that new lease on touring is like, oh, like I find better venues, I find better dates, more bands are available 
five to six months out. And some people are like, wow, I can't even think that far ahead. And it's like, that's okay. It's not for everyone to think it's not that for far everyone. It's like, it's like, I'm already thinking like it's, uh, what month is it? August. I'm already thinking about February. Yeah. No, I don't even want to talk it's, about how far I'm thinking It's bananas. Right it's like um, years I'm thinking. Well, it's like, <laughs> and then you think of like bands even further along who are like, yeah, we have touring plans in 2025. And it's just like, I can't even fathom yeah. thinking that far ahead. But when you know you're going to sell out msg or something and it's like fine well yeah if you're at that level <laughs> yeah. yeah you got to plan out far ahead but but yeah so i think it was truly just like hop into the water mm-hmm. um and we played a lot of bunk shows at the beginning but you it gotta. was like but i think there was a, an importance that i felt to booking the show because and not that everyone can book a show but for this example ever anyone can send an email and book a show it takes a lot more to go to another city, not be a dickhead, play a good set, be nice to their bands, like be kind to the bar and like the the hosts and all that kind of stuff, and like create an in person reputation. And I think that's something you can only do when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. And so like, I felt like even if the show is crap or no one was there, it's us like making relationships and not self serving relationships, but like relationships that I like I hope to grow and like continue to be friends with people in other cities because it's like that's how we grow uh, the network the net of people who like want to interact with each other um, and so that's the only way to do that is in person mm-hmm. have a good night even if the show sucked it's like all right well we met this really cool band like up in Indy and so it's like well we're gonna try to play with them next time and then the next time we go play up in like Indianapolis it's like all right we're gonna call that band and we're gonna go do that show and maybe it'll be a better show, but if nothing else, we could go see our friends. Mm-hmm. And and they can hook you up with other bands. Absolutely. And and like, so hey, it's we like, can't play, but check out and this, this And that's happened so many times. And like even the venues where it's like we play, like our first venue ever was, uh, or our first um, uh, touring date ever was in Indianapolis at State Street Pub. It was not the best show, but like uh, one of the bands we played with were just really sweet guys. And the venue itself was like, y'all are cool and y'all are great. You were easy to work with. Just wasn't that good of a night. But just like people came. Yeah, people came. Like, obviously, like, it's your first, like, they didn't know it necessarily, but like, it was our first time playing out of the city Um, and, or in Indianapolis outside of Nashville. And so it was like, yeah, come back when you know more people or like, just come back and keep trying. Because I think, I don't know. People are mostly good character readers. Yeah. And so, like, if you, you can tell that people are trying. Yeah. Or it's like if we walked up and we were just kind of schmucks, then it's like, yeah, don't come back here anytime soon. But it was like yeah. there was attempt and effort put forth that they could be a good person. Yeah, be a good person. No one wants um, to work with an arrogant, rude, selfish or no one wants person. to work with a selfish, rude, arrogant person for long. They'll yeah. do it for a minute and then they're going to get what they need and bail. Um, yeah, I've I've been on the receiving end of that, yeah. just kind of like, well, yeah, I don't. You might have had good music, yes, but your character, you need to work on it. Yeah, I've heard it's the triangle where it's uh, there's it's good music, good hangs, or good money, and you have to have at least two of them. Mm. I like someone with all can, three, and you can exactly <laughs> same. Um, but that's a whale. You can't find those. Those are white whales. Yeah, I. 
That is rare. I'm, yeah. I've, I know very few people that all, all three. But that stuff lasts. Like, so if you can find those gigs that la- like have all three, that lasts. But I think for the venue's sake and kind of going out and being like kind of in the battle zone of like of touring, there's there's so many lessons to be learned. But I think it goes back to like I just we had to just do it um, because there's kind of. I don't know if it's like status. Um, it's like not merit badges. That's Boy Scout-ish. Uh, but, you know, like you get like battle scars from touring and people can look and be like, you guys tour. That's awesome. <laughs> Whether it was like a good tour or a bad tour, it's just like you went and did it. You did it. And it's like the air of excitement. It shows that you're making moves. And not that optics are everything, but optics are pretty important. Optics are really big. It's It's kind of... It's so big that it's actually an issue now with the internet because the optics yeah. can be skewed. Or <laughs> exactly. someone you can, can buy streams, you can buy data. Or you can just yeah. you your song might have we're sticking to music. Your song might have just hit this algorithm lottery in a playlist and now it has, you know, a million plays. Yeah. But you only ever put out one song. Yeah. You've never toured. You don't have a bunch of connections and all of a sudden optically it looks like you're like doing it. And you're maybe even somewhat famous, yeah. But you don't know what you're doing. There's no foundation. No foundation, and it, it could be a little skewed. And then yeah. the opposite is true, where you can have a ton of connections, do a ton of stuff, but you, your numbers don't reflect on it. Yeah. And so people don't quite take you as seriously as they probably should. Absolutely. And it and happens. so it's it's this kind of I don't know. Sometimes it's smoke and mirrors. I don't know exactly how to speak to it, but it's just. It's kind of a crapshoot in a lot of ways. Um, it is. But, like, do what you can control in that situation. It's like, all right, if we find that – and I found that touring moves the ball for us a decent amount. And so it's like – Do you notice, like, an uptick in I things? I do, yeah, where it's like – whether it's, like, followers, listeners. I mean, obviously, merch sales are super important. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I can I can walk into a city and be like, oh, we sold this much merch. That's really cool. And it's also, like – knowing that people walked away with like a piece of the music, whether it was a CD shirt or even just like I'm handing out stickers like they're, um, I don't know, free candy. It's so. huge too to have merch. Absolutely. Like, like I, and, I, and part of me is like, I don't know if I would go on the road without merch because like if you're a new band, you're not probably pulling a ton of, unless like you have like critical, critical success with your music beforehand, then you know that venues are going to be full. If you don't, have that guarantee of people being there having merch or having something to take away at the end of the night to show or to be able to have someone show support for the band that's important Mm -hmm. so it's like if you walk up and you're like hi we're from nashville and you're in i don't know kansas city and then someone's like wow i love that set how do i find you it's like well you can look it up like on instagram and stuff like spotify it's like cool but like like I'm looking for a like I'm looking for a T-shirt. Looking yeah, for a CD. Most people want something. Like, like I'd love to support you in that way, and mm-hmm. it's like ah, oh, we don't. And it's just like it. it what shoots, do I do? You're shooting yourself. In yeah, the foot, even you know? if there's like like I have some friends who like at the very least like screen print your own shirts, and not that like screen printing your own shirts is a negative thing. Like just do something. Mm-hmm. Even stickers can be really easy. Mm-hmm. Like hey, like we're short on like cash, but we have these stickers. Like take one and follow us, and we'll see you next time. Like. Have something that pe- like people can take home with them because something tangible, mm-hmm. like where I mean, even with like the vinyl resurgence, like having something tangible has never left like the merch 
touring zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's it's so important with touring. And that's how you make money on the road, really. Yeah. Because ticket sales may not be amazing or like what do you tend to make more from merch uh, or ticket sales merch like what's a good night you'll do like an average good it's night a really good night or it's a really good question um i don't know like a really good nights of like a few hundred which would be awesome um so it's and yeah it's and some bad nights it's like oh we didn't sell any tonight yeah but that happens and i think that's the thing too it's like we we're in a place where and we're in a time where it's kind of nebulous of like what's going to happen next. But you have to just be like, all right, can I, like, is the hunger strong enough to keep doing it? Mm-hmm. And it's like for me right now, I'm like, I'm still hungry and I still think that like this is the move. And it's like, it's calculated more or it's a little narrower than it was. Like in 2021, we did like 30 dates, like between August and December. And it was a lot of hustling. Um, for a few months because we were like, oh, COVID's over. We can go on tour, even though it wasn't over. Um, <laughs> but... Um, oh, DZ Fest was one of those dates. Yes. DZ Did Fest you guys sell merch there? Uh, I think so. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, we did sell out. And I'm remembering because you guys had some folks like selling yeah. merch for us, we had which a big was table. sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we sold some merch and I think even a couple of DZ Fest people bought some shirts. So nice. I was like, oh, True homies. Um, <laughs> and that was an amazing experience just to be like, oh, wow, like a festival can exist on the kind of not back end, I guess now looking back, it's on the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. but it still was happening and it was very freeing and cool. Um, and outside. And outside. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then we played a show together with Lithia. We did. That was in <clears throat> February 2022. Yes. That yeah. was a very cold night. It was. That was fun though. It was a great we had, show. We had a decent turnout. We did, yeah. I was and like, shocked. I think Sub T is an awesome venue. Yeah, and um, we played there recently again with a, a few bands from the Chicago. June fifteenth. Yes, actually, uh, fourteenth, thirteenth. I don't remember. We did the session the fifteenth. I think. <laughs> yeah, so we did the session the next day, and then we went up to Milwaukee, and then came back and did Chicago Chicago Music Exchange. Um, that's kind of like staying busy on the road. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great venue and like just good vibes. And I like that the, um, the green room slash, uh, gear room is a kitchen. Yeah. Cause I'm like, is that kitchen? I don't even, is that kitchen used anymore? I don't know. That's, so that's downstairs. Have you been upstairs? I've never been upstairs. upstairs I should have gone like and watched. There venue. was a sound check happening while we yeah. were there and I should have gone up and. S- I've only ever played upstairs before. Oh, really? I played with you downstairs because well, look at you. Actually, I played. <laughs> well, they did. They open up downstairs later on. Oh, gotcha. I think they started doing downstairs shows in like 2015. So, like 2011, 12, 13, okay. I only ever played upstairs. Only upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Then they opened up. I think it was a restaurant downstairs, hence the kitchen. Then they gotcha. did the downstairs for like more smaller and local bands. Yeah. And it's a great room. It's cool. It's a little bit elevated of a stage, which I don't like like super high stages because then you feel like you're looking down on people. Upstairs is a pretty big stage. It's probably three feet off, off the, ground. the ground. Yeah. That's cool. It's nice. But I bet it like works. With it works. Room. It's a big room. I think it holds 300. Even just that venue reminds me of venues up in uh, D.C. Because um, I feel like all the D.C. venues we've played at, which is like, uh, the Pocket, The Pie Shop, and DC9, all of them are like like brownstones or like old renovated two-story townhouses. 
I don't know if I'm getting those terminologies correct. Um, and it's like there's like a kitchen in the bottom, like a pie shop. There's a kitchen in the bottom, and then upstairs um, is like the venue, and then like the pocket is like a school of music kind of, or like a, a teaching area, and then there's a venue upstairs, and then DC9 is like the same. It's like there's a restaurant maybe at the bottom, and then you go up a flight of stairs, mm. and there's... So I don't know. It's just like interesting of like these like narrow mm-hmm. venues yeah. that are like two stories, and you have to lug all your gear up. But oh, That's cool. the worst about yeah, Sub-T. That I mean, staircase all, is brutal. Yeah, it's staircase. But it's luckily, brutal. we've only played at the downstairs, so we haven't had to deal with the... I like first floor venues a lot. A lot walk more. right in. Yeah. 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 And... Mo- a lot of them in Chicago are, are have that narrow vibe. Yeah, like old buildings, you know, old I'm houses. Other places I've played in um, Chicago. Oh, we played um, Bee Kitchen. Uh, I haven't played Bee Kitchen yet, but Shubas. Um, I played Shubas. Shubas. Yeah, we played Shubas. Um, it's a cool spot. Twenty nineteen, we played a, a free show on Wednesday night there. Mm. It's a total blast. Um, it's cool. Really great room. It's a good sounding room, mm-hmm. good feeling room. Like, it's a really nice spot. It is a good room. Um, I played there we, back in January. I played there. It's a good spot. Mm-hmm. We played uh, Golden Dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that room. I just, that one's kind of funny where it's like... you. It's really small. It's really small. I just played there in June. Yeah. yeah. I have a funny story about that show we played because um, there's parking like, like right along the street, and I paid for parking. And I got to this really, and I set my alarm so on my phone. So I get to the middle of this song where it's like loud and it's like boisterous. And then there's this really nice quiet part. It's called Over and Again, if you're wanting to check into it. Um, and there's a part right before the end that's really quiet. And it's really nice. I'm just playing these nice little chords. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> And so I stop playing and I reach my back pocket turn the phone off and put it back in my back pocket and then keep playing the song people just like we're all about it and i was like because it's like what do you do in that situation other than just own it be like yeah no like my parking timer went off and you got to be on it i've gotten a lot of parking tickets yeah luckily like i think i found out that i didn't i didn't need to put that alarm on because it like elapsed or like parking was free after, after like that. nine yeah or exactly yeah. but it was just kind of funny it was like all right gotta turn my alarm off and then like then the big part hit and I was that's like, funny that's a that is a touring parking in a nutshell of like it's when you're not from a city you have to like really be careful because the signs they make them confusing on purpose they'll just mm-hmm. like no parking after nine but before this date on that date but then yeah. with red flashing lights and then only when there's two inches snow but then past here, it's fine. Only for but you're like, wait, what? yeah. And like as a chronic overthinker, like I'll ask everyone in the van, and be like, okay, what do we think about that sign? Like, can I park? Yeah. And everyone's like, I think so. And I'm like, I need more than I think. Especially so. with gear. If you I need gear more in than the I car. Think. You don't want. They <laughs> I want. Towed. I want 100 percent certainty mm-hmm. we can park. I've like there was like a lady eating in her car when I was uh, at this last uh, sub T show. I parked and I like left and I like saw this lady in her car. I was like, hi, can I? do you think I can park here? She's like, I think so. And I was like, I'm the weird out of town (laughs) with the Tennessee plates who's bothering people on their dinner break. (laughs) It's funny how you can always tell when someone's out of town. Yeah. And like, I totally looked like something about it. It happened yesterday when I was on Broadway. The guy was like, where are you from? (laughs) I was like, Chicago. He's like, nice. I could tell. Well, it's like, like, man, and that's being, I hope people on Broadway are from out of town. It would be a really interesting thing if, 
if a like yeah, I see if you're that's saying. your local hang. I think that a majority are. It seems very touristy. I mean, because I, I yeah, I don't hang at any touristy place in Chicago at all. Right. Like I don't even go. I don't even know about them. I don't even go to it. Right. Or it's like like I'll go do touristy local stuff. Like when like family or friends are in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but like other than that, it's like no, I'm not going near that because I'm. It's like that's for folks who are just visiting. Yeah, it's uninteresting. And it's, but I just think about that all the time. Like I'll walk down to go to show it, like the Ryman or something, um, and I'll like just like blinders on, just walk straight to the the venue. But then every time I think, how many people here are local? And it's like not trying to pass too much judgment of what people do at their free time, but like. I don't I'm think just, too many. I'm not a fan of Broadway in general. I could see why. It's like the Vegas of the South. Yeah, it's like it's, it reminds me of Bourbon Street. It's but it, in New Orleans, have Bourbon, you been? I've not. But doesn't Bourbon Street kind of is it even a little bit classy? Or no, is it not classy. It's hell. It's hell. It's cool. Satan's cesspool. It's Satan's cesspool. I've I've literally seen hell on earth, and it was Bourbon Street at any yeah. time of the day. But mostly, if you were there, specifically on a weekend with good weather at night. Yeah. I mean, it's bumping every night. doesn't matter yeah. when. But if you're there on like a Saturday or a Friday night, like 1 a.m., and it's good weather, it is – I've it's a sight to behold. Like yeah. I, I can't I still, I, I, I want to go. I, I, I love to see it at one point. I love New Orleans tremendously. The music's great. The Vegas? food's great. Never been to Vegas. Okay. Because like – I've and people have said like Nashville is like the Vegas of the South. But like Vegas has open carry. Or not open carry, open container. You can drink – We also have open carry here. But – um. It's, it's <laughs> you a different can drink kind of, yeah. in public in Vegas, and same as New Orleans. I think they're the only two cities that allow for it. I just feel like I think, I which wonder, is a terrible I, I idea. I wonder if that's coming for Broadway. It felt like it. I'm like, how? It seems like a place you would have open right. carry. For, or like, for if you don't have open carry, like people are just like doing it anyway. Yeah, and it's no, like, it's, hey, you can't. Nah, forget it. I mean, that's kind of how Chicago is, like in New York City. Like, no one's gonna stop, especially if you're being very cordial and polite. Mm-hmm. And if you have like a koozie or something and you're not being yeah. obnoxious and peeing in the corner, uh, <laughs> police aren't really going to do anything about it. Yeah. And especially if you're not being rude or mean and you're yeah, just minding your own like business. Literally drunk. I, I do it often. Like, not yeah. often, but enough where I'll just like have a beer and go for a walk with some friends. Yeah. But more like smoke weed and no one says anything. It's just smoke yeah. a joint. You walk, I've walked past police officers smoking weed. Well, I feel like that was like a big thing I noticed in like even in my neighborhood during COVID. Like, people would just like walk around with beers. Yeah. Like, just, like, on a walk to the park, yeah. like, I take my dog on a walk. Yeah. And, like, people You should just, realize, like, no one's gonna... Like, no one cares. You, to get in trouble for those kind of things, you have to be asking for it, to be really rude. Right, like, obnoxious. if they had a beer and then they punch some person, it's like, Or yeah. just throw the beer in your yard. Yeah, that, that it's kind like, of stuff. well, then, then you're gonna, you're asking for problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, like, having a, I don't know, a gin and tonic while you're walking your dog... Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's fun. It's fun to like go for a walk and have a, a beer and a joint. It feels so wrong, but it's like this isn't really that bad. I just feel like I'm an adult. I work. I do my thing. Like you're participating in society in a I positive participate way. In society. I pay. I pay taxes. I have many jobs. It's like you can. I walk just and let have me beer. have my beer. And yeah, my, exactly. And, a, and and some marijuana. Like, yeah, you know. Well, that we don't we don't do that here in Tennessee. It's not legal. The weed. Oh the yeah. Weed. You don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that here. That's it's illegal. It's so funny how it's been changing in America. And I think it's. I mean, let's get political. It's like it just 
weed, like, why isn't it legal? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you can have this, which can kill you <laughs> which real quick. Which can kill you very fast. Like, if I pounded this whole bottle, You'd be I, might, I might die. I'd probably Maybe. just throw up first. You get really sick. I'm a little bit of a tank. If we you would have tell. to, um, you'd have to get your stomach pumped, probably. Do you know a guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hot. Um, no, it's just like it's not. It's nonsensical. On that's like a good what's drink. A, yeah, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I like it. Tequila, ginger beer, and lime. It's good. It's very sweaty. It's sweaty. Like soaked. Well, it, we are in uh, Tennessee. This is. It's just moist down here nowadays. Yeah, it's really humid out. It's gross. It's bad. Yeah. I should turn the dehumidifier on. But it would be it would be causing noise. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite weather. It's fun. <laughs> I feel like we got so much talking out last night. Like, what do we? Even I got talk here last night, now? and we talked for what four hours four straight? Hours, yeah, like nonstop for like yeah. four hours. We're like, oh, no. and then when you got back from work, we talked for like an hour. <laughs> And I even thought, like, man, we're going, we're burning through All a lot of material. Material, like the rest of the weekend, we're just gonna sit in silence and watch like Thirty Rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to record the bands the next couple days. Same, it's gonna be fun. It's and, a lot of videos, and yeah, you've got your work cut out for you. Sure do. <laughs> I'm just happy to be there and like help facilitate, and you are gonna do most of the work. And then do so much work after. Yeah. And like, I like salute thee. I mean, it's, I, I think what you do is incredibly, it's obviously you're passionate about it mm -hmm. and like have a very good sense about it. And it's always good product. Thank you. It's um, fun. I enjoy it. I, and I don't think you'd be doing it if it wasn't fun. No. And I think that's important too. It's, it's, it's very fun. Mm -hmm. It is a lot of work. Yeah. It took years, over a decade of, Every avenue of learning from proper education in college to doing it yourself yeah. to meeting people, building the networks in so many ways, even like what happened this morning at the restaurant, like that's how far the web goes that some of you don't know. Just like Ben, DZ, like has yeah. some, some free food at this restaurant. It's pretty sweet. But it's it's because it is fun and still hard work. I mean, I don't know. I, I try to also push it. I don't get complacent. Right. And I try to keep going more and more, like, go to Nashville, record a bunch of bands, yeah. go to a different country, go to L.A., go to New York. But I suppose you're also you not know? just going to cities that you just, like, don't know people in. Yeah. No, so I mean, I it's like, always it, a place to have a connection. It helps, like, you know people in Brooklyn. helps that yeah. you know people in Mexico City. Yes. Um, it's always a connection. The Mexico yeah. City one was a massive leap. Yeah. Because I met the band in November, this band Machine from Chicago. Okay. And they, I didn't know them at all. They're just three brothers. They're doing a session. They were cool guys. We're talking. They talk about how they go to Mexico a lot, and they have family there, and they like to go to Mexico City. And I was like, I always wanted to go to another country to record yeah. their music scene because I'm trying to do that in America, but I want to go to other countries and kind of show the world different yeah. styles and music that no one knows about. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, cool. And I was like, Yeah. Would you guys be down to like go do that with me and like? kind of facilitate it with me and I'll I'll go and bring all my gear and do all the stuff for free. Yeah. They didn't believe me. They're like that bullshit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like okay. Big talk, man. Yeah, that sounds like a big <clears throat> risky move to like just go do all that for free. Right. And sure enough, I bought my ticket and I texted the guy and I was like, "All right, ready? We're going in March." He's like, "Oh, you're serious." Yeah. Okay, well, let's try to find some bands. So he reached out to like one person he knew who knew a bunch of bands and we started doing Zoom calls and it was really hard to facilitate cuz they didn't believe me. At all. And more specifically, in countries like Mexico, countries that 
teeter on poverty and third world, mm-hmm. you know, government and life, they really don't trust you know, the white man's help. Yeah, I mean, it's And like, I'm half Mexican. I was also going to visit family. Like, I wanted yeah, to see my aunt I've never met. Absolutely. But they thought, <laughs> this was their words. They thought it was a rich Jewish guy. I'm not a rich <laughs> Jewish guy. And they were very put off at first. And then after the first day of recording, they were super impressed. They noticed the gear. They saw the brand names, the Sonys, the yeah. Shures, the AKG. Like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, oh, he's got serious equipment and real stuff and he's doing it all himself and all the cables and I did all of it the headphones I just did the whole thing so then after that all the, the yeah. band just started lining up there's you know, something they booked a to, bunch of there's bands. something to that um and like I don't know how much we can we want to speak to the Nashville setting up before it's happened because we still have to do it mm-hmm. but I think it was interesting to like reach out to a lot of bands and either like um on a scale of like this is the coolest shit to no response, um, it was just interesting to watch that um, dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there was a similar. You can use a fresh glass if you want. I got some ice in here. Oh, okay, I was about to say. <laughs> here, well, if you're pouring, um, <laughs> I think if there's, um, I'm just intrigued by it because I think from the get go, what I, I was all, like intrigued I, by the responses. Yeah, or just, and even what you're talking about with, like, the folks in Mexico City of being like, hmm, I don't trust this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm not feeling... Um, well, they really didn't trust it, because they're, they're like, Nostrovia. Mm, that's Russian. What are we? Uh, Czech. Oh. Na- so, Nazdravi is, Nazdravi. is Czech. Nazdrovia is Russian. How about... We well, do. Prost, we do Prost. Prost? That's- cheers is cheers. English. Oh, yeah, we can do cheers in English. We could also do... Um, Lahayam? Lahayam? What's... <laughs> since I am a, a rich Jewish man <laughs> yeah, from since, Chicago, since apparently. Since you're a rich Jewish guy. I'm only 7%. Yeah. It's not enough. I haven't done that one, the 23andMe thing. It was wild. It, yeah. it like, changed my life, yeah, because my family was completely wrong <laughs> about everything. You don't even know who you you're are. You're like, we're, we're German. Dad's Mexican, mom's German. I was like, okay, that seems simple. We were not German at all. No German. They won't believe it. Some of my family is just like, no, that's wrong. No, but I I I put a a swab in my mouth and then sent it to a science place. Mm -hmm. And they told me no. Um, Yeah, you have stories of parents and grandparents who change their lives and identity to escape persecution because they're Polish-Jewish. Yeah. Well, so a little bit different. I mean, so like... Um, I'm talking about my family. Oh, you're talking about, I thought yeah. you were talking about mine. I no, no, like, I'm saying, I was saying it to them. <laughs> to them, yeah. And they're like, no, we're Germans. Like, our grandparents had to lie and change stuff around right. because they were going through some messed up stuff in Europe. Yeah. In the turn of the, you know, 19th to 20th century. So I get why they had to, but no, we're not German yeah. at all. We're like everything but German. Yeah. It's yeah. Funny. And it's, uh, it was, I don't blame. Them, they were just kind of like, yeah, right. Like, no one's going to just come do this. <laughs> From a different country, it's even crazier than just sitting right. in a city in America. Yeah, but I think there's, and I don't know, I'm just fascinated even because we haven't really talked about, like, that dynamic with the folks in Mexico. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. Um, and being kind of the liaison for you to Nashville's mm-hmm. music scene was interesting because I think when I originally became privy to what you do, I was like, this is cool, or it might be cool. 
And so then I did it and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> like, but I had to have, maybe there was a little bit of faith of like, I've seen the product or I've seen what you've done in the past. Like, oh, the live sessions and like that band sounded really good. And the video angle is really cool. Like, I think for a minute you were doing yeah. like multi-cams and stuff Yeah, like I've that. gone between like, a bunch of different stuff. My new studio, like, because it's smaller and I upgraded to a significantly more expensive camera. I mean, those bodies brand new are like four grand. Yeah, I mean, it's, and we did one in June and it looks amazing. Yeah, it's in 4K. I mean, yeah. the colors are gorgeous. It's, and it was dark down there, it, it but was, you see how bright it is. Yeah. It looks great. But it's just like, I can understand a certain amount of skeptic, like skepticism of um, folks, but I think for what you offer, it's like willing, like, like just being willing to be like okay let's give it a shot yeah is 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 such it it, it behooves the person on the other end to what's be like what's the worst that could happen right and that's kind of it's an established that's venue that's what i think right where it's, it's dark like matter we're, we're, we're right? doing it at dark matter it's an established venue it'll be kind of cool because we're going to do it um depending on how thing, everything goes tomorrow it's like i think we're doing it in the center yeah so it's a different aesthetic too where it's like oh we're not doing it on the stage which is fun where it's like all right we're gonna do it from where the people stand um but I think it's maybe getting like a, a big old email from someone is like always like, whoa, what is this? But it's I'd, just interesting. It's interesting. And I think you, it's, saw, you saw the whole spectrum. Yeah. And I, like from literally people being like, this is the coolest shit. Sign me up to like, hey, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. And I think I everyone is entitled to react how they react, including how I react to their reaction. And it's like, cool. Well, for those who missed the email, yeah, overlooked it, for just said, no, nah, this isn't that for us, they'll see the video. Because it'll be, yeah. I think, I believe, there's six and seven, or is it five and seven now? I think it's five and seven. Five, so 12 yeah. times two, so 24 videos yep. circulating the music scene yep. in Nashville. It will come across their radar. Yeah, absolutely. And they might be like, oh, we should probably do this next time. Yeah, or if nothing else, it's like, if, and I had a lot of people... I had just as many people who are like, hey, that's really cool. We're out of town. Cool. Yeah. Love that. Um, and I think it's one of those things of now it's up to them because, I mean, you've got a lot of other cities on your radar. Mm -hmm. I actually want to ask you about that. Um, but I think it's like you're probably not coming back to Nashville for a hot minute. And so it's probably one of those things. A year. Like probably just to hang. But like it's yeah. one of those things of like there are other cities that will come before doing mm -hmm. Nashville a second time. Yeah. And so it's up to those bands to seek out you when yeah. they're up in Chicago or just like, I, and I think that's always been something fun for me is like seeking out kind of extracurricular stuff on tour. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why I found DZ is like, yeah. could we do like a live recording or something like that while we're up here? Like we're going to be here for like the whole day and like, we can go to like the shed aquarium <laughs> or like we can do something like produ productive, I yeah. guess. Not that the shed aquarium is not productive. You're not um, on vacation. Right. The tour is 99% work. Yeah. And it's like, you know? we've, we're already, we're sharp. We're as sharp as we're ever going to be playing while we're on the road. So like what better use of that time than to like play this, like two songs down. Yeah. Um, and get some good content because content is king right now. Um, and so being able to have that and also like pitching to venues and pitching to management labels, all that stuff like that, whether that's on your docket or not as an artist, you can go, Hey, this is what we sound like live sound and, and look like, and it's better than an iPhone video. Yeah. <clears throat> sound like, and look like 
in both high quality visual and audio performance from an establishment, which also says another big thing from bands, because to me, if if a band was reaching out to me, say um, for DZ Fest, mm-hmm. if a band's reaching out to me and they send me a link to a live video and it's from another establishment that does live video sessions, I think they they professionally took the time yep. to go get this done. Either they either it was free, they had a hookup, or they paid for it. Yep. They did the thing. They followed through. They took the initiative. The other place saw that in them and did it too. They both bought, bit the well, food. That's a big thing about. So it says a lot about moving a forth in an industry is yeah. like it's it's validation through others. Yes, you can yell as loud as you want about yourself, but at the end of the day, that doesn't all like always speak as loud as someone else going, "Hey, I validate them." Mm-hmm. Like I validate V for being good at what you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we've got DZ in our court. Like yeah. we're super grateful for you. It's like, and then if we try to go do like audio tree or something, yeah. like if we have like if we've done a live session before, audio tree can look at it and go, nice. Yeah, they can do whether it. they say yes or no, completely up to them. But it's gonna it might help that situation a little mm-hmm. bit. Absolutely. It helps a lot. And then you have it for a talent buyer, booking agents, um, any type of management to look at it. They get to see how you sound and mm-hmm. hear how you sound in high quality in a live way. And then you have content for yeah. your social medias, and you have another avenue that new, like it's opening up windows. And there's doors. A, there's yeah. a big percentage of the subscribers to the YouTube channel or Instagram that just follow it so they can get. I'm a feed for them to get up to date with new music coming through. Yeah. So you can get found out through that. It's discovery. It's discovery. another way to discover new music. Then you have your website and links in the about. Yep. They can find out that way. You can link it through. It's like it creates a web, and and it's if huge. nothing else, like it kind of goes with a lot of ways that I've released music or done stuff. It's like, there's nothing wrong. It's only positive to like open up a new window into mm-hmm. how to like people access your music. Yeah. It's like with posting almost every day. It's like, why not? The The content's there. Do it. Mm-hmm. Or it's like work with other people. Fine. Cool. Put your links on it. Great. Like any way that someone can stumble upon your music is another chance for someone to like, be swept up in it. Right. Which is beautiful because like I've already seen like so much uh, forward momentum or movement from people just being like, wow. Like I was telling you this story this morning about like this person found us on Twitter and was just like, holy shit, this is like, I'm so glad I found you. Yeah. <clears throat> Magical. Yeah. Like I didn't even mean for that to happen really. Mm-hmm. But so I think like working with people and creating bridges and ladders and stairways, it's like all important to connect um say yes to everything so you could one day afford to say no to whatever you want that's what i tell i think that's everyone. on a poster somewhere i tell everyone that <laughs> i tell my students that i meet a lot of younger people specifically my students that are just kind of like they have these unrealistic expectations that they get to just kind of skip the line yeah once in a while there are anomalies i mean there's eight billion people roughly on planet Earth, and out of the eight billion billion, I'd say there's probably under a hundred thousand people on the planet that got to skip the line because the we anomaly call those outliers. Yeah, the outliers. They're the they're the, the exception to the rule. The, the um the Mark Zuckerberg and the what's his name Steve Jobs, not Steve Jobs. The um, Elon Musk, not Elon Musk. Uh, um, Microsoft. 
drawing a blank on his name. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. The Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg's of the world that got to drop out of college. Yep. Two things. They dropped out of Harvard, yes. not just any college, <laughs> and they dropped out to start their billion-dollar companies. Yes. Because they had great ideas. Or an idea. I don't know if they're great ideas. Yeah. So you can't use them as the those are exception to the rule. Well, that's like people you should probably moving. finish your Harvard because yeah. chances are you're not going to have your billion dollar company. Yeah, you know I heard um, Mark Cuban, mm -hmm. the, the the multi billionaire you know owner of Mavericks, say Mr. Shark Tank, say like a lot of people can make a lot of money. They can make millions. Yeah, but to make a billion is just luck. Yeah, like. People can work really hard and have ideas and start their own business. Entrepreneurs make ten million dollars, one million dollars, fifty million dollars. But once you get to billion, it was a good idea that might have been overvalued by venture capitalists at the right time. At the right time, with the right anomaly, because of yep. the right boom or bust in society, in yep. culture, because of this, this, and that. And it's just a random, weird anomaly that you can't account for and be like, yeah. that's. I got to go for that. It's like, if you're striving for it, chances are you won't get it. Well, so I think that, and like that's akin to like people moving to Nashville to become the next Taylor Swift. No one will ever be another Taylor Swift. No. Because, and like you cannot base your trajectory or your plans off of an anomaly because it's such a small percentile that like it just won't happen again. Yeah. And the more people try to like... Like if it's a funnel, like the funnel is closed to about a, like one person. And now that that funnel is one person, everyone's jumping down the funnel. It's, it's clogged. Like, it's clogged. The funnel's like, clogged. And then the funnel breaks. Mm -hmm. It's it's done. Mm -hmm. Because one, one person got out and maybe a couple more will fall through. Be like they're close to Taylor Swift, but there will never be another. Mm -hmm. And so it's the people who try to like, well, I'm, I'm still going to be like the next like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. It's like there won't. Yeah. Because there will be something different. It'll be different. It'll be a totally different thing. So you just like, do your own thing, and you might be that different thing. Exactly. You just gotta so go I think, for it. Because there's outliers popping out of the the weeds every day. Sure. But it's not because they tried to be the next something. It's they just did their own thing and got really lucky. Yeah. Um. But it's not. It's not just that they just got lucky and weren't putting work in. They might have been putting a lot of work in, and it finally just tipping point. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 back to what I was saying with my students, yeah, yeah. they'll be like, oh, we don't, I don't want to do that job or this. I'm like, you just do it because it could open up. You never know. Saying yes yeah. to everything, which I still pretty much do to this day, mm -hmm. keeps giving me the most wild opportunities. I'm here right now because of it. The people yep. I was even, you know, talking with of other places they're offering for me to stay in Nashville is because I said yes to other musical opportunities that are yep. not really what I'm necessarily known for or go into, but I'm just like, that sounds cool. Like, yeah, I met a guy that we, I think we're gonna do it this fall. He, him and his buddies own a ton of like exotic cars, like really nice cars. Okay. And I met him through another avenue of something I normally don't do. And it was a guy that was there and he liked my methods and how I worked. And he's like, Hey, I want to make like a Jay Leno's comedian or, um, Jay Leno's garage, yeah, coupled with music, so like film like a band playing, but like also have like a Lamborghini in the background or a Ferrari, yeah, and like we'll do go Sign me up. we'll go between that, and I like cars, <laughs> and I like music. Safari so will travel to do that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, that sounds cool. I like cars and music and racing, and this is 
cool and it's like a good gig that's unique and interesting and it'll pay very well and it'll yeah. open up other doors and I get to be around very expensive cars, probably even go in them, probably get to maybe not drive but get test driven in them that I can never fathom or even afford right. to ever have. But it's also, it's, it's, it's fun. It's opening up a different door that yeah. wouldn't have been opened had you been like, I'm good, cars are weird, and like just said no. Or just like, no, I only want to work with like famous musicians. Right. These and are think, no, be it, nobody's, no one knows these people, but that, right. I don't care about that. But I think, and that's like the whole part of like the, like with your students, and be like, well, I just want it like, I want it handed, not handed to me, yeah. but like I want it to be more straightforward. Yeah. And the problem is, is like really nothing is straightforward. Nothing. And so it's Nothing. like you see all these wild coincidental stories about people like finding success. It's like it's because they kind of like ping ponged around and then finally just something worked. And it's like, okay, that's mm -hmm. what I do now. Mm -hmm. um, but had they not done all those other things, had not met Phil from over here and then Sally from over here, Phil and Sally said that this guy was great. And then that guy told this guy he was great. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now I tour with this. And now I'm like the drummer for whatever yeah you never know where really it can go vague to. example but you and, <laughs> and that's where i say say yes to everything so one day you could afford to say no to whatever you want big time because what if you keep saying yes and then in three years from now uh, a major record label like warner brothers mm -hmm. like signs you and a huge deal and you get they pay for your touring and you end up making like hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars now you can say no to this stuff because you you got something now you could say yeah. no to the thing and Sometimes you have to go a long time before you yeah. get to say no, you know. Yeah. It's very rare now I say no. It's like once a year, twice a year, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. I don't have enough time. Yeah. You That's know? also you, like, growing and something that I'm uh, trying to grow in as well, of just, like, the threshold of time and energy and, like, being like, okay, like, I'm human. <laughs> it is uh, – it takes – you got to have people in your life that – root for you mm -hmm. and that are cool with your decisions if you are in a relationship they have to be cool with it mm -hmm. some people aren't just like know. the constant working yeah just the constant working and constant like it's not even like busy work necessarily no sometimes it's just going out is a form of work because you're gonna end up talking to people yeah. and your partner's there and they have to like be there while you're talking mm -hmm. to people and like here we go again ben's talking to another person but there's also like the behind the scenes of like where it's like I'll tell people like I'm working sometimes. They're like, well, what are you doing? And it's like, well, it's like this vague amount of like emailing and planning. And it's like, energy. Yeah, it's like, know? it's like, well, it's like I'm not really like, it's not doing a like one thing. It's yeah. like, well, I'm trying to figure out the next steps. Or yeah. it's like, or I'm editing video. I'm making content. Stuff that I don't really want to do, but it's stuff that will hopefully help yeah. keep moving the ball. Content creation is a whole yeah, other job. Exactly. And you got to do like, it every day. Or almost exactly. every day. Yeah, exactly. Or you just take like huge chunks out of a week. Um, but that's the thing is like that's the hustle never stops. And so it's like how do you start to turn the brain off? And Well, you, I'd say like it's a mathematical equation. You know, you got 24 hours in a day. How much time do you need for sleep? Mm -hmm. You know, probably just put eight hours for that whole time yep. window. How much time for if you have a day job, how much time for that? And then what you have left, you know – mitigate time for certain things like okay every day i'm gonna spend an hour working on sending out emails messaging people making yeah. content for social media and like that's it and then yeah. go to the next thing and just kind of um divide up everything and just yeah. do it that way and that's how it's i've been like, doing it for years it's and like it works. the 888 yeah yeah and it works and i try to make weekends free for 
for friends and loved ones and partners mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's all you can do right now. And it'd be nice one day not to have so many jobs. But I know that having all these jobs are leading to more and more opportunities because yeah. if I want to interview someone a little bit bigger, there's a couple big ones I want to try to do or are lined up potentially do. Yeah. It helps your credentials when you are a professor at a university. They're, they they actually will respond to your email because you have some validity in a, a title. Right. Um, you know, like it helps now when I reach out to do sessions because I have a channel with so much content and the Instagram with enough content and followers. It's like, okay, this person is definitely not joking. They're so much right. serious. Yeah, like, absolutely. There's enough out there. And um, yeah, so it's like it just took forever to yeah. finally be able to do that because there's been so many no responses. Yeah, because it ends up being like clout or like notches in the belt of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm worth my salt and I'm worth your time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird to have to explain it. Still, it's like I, uh, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but on my own, I've, I've had help here and there, but as, as Ben in DZ Records, um, oh, I don't. You're, you're Ben. <laughs> For as far as like sessions and podcasts and stuff and all that, I um, I don't, and I, I mean this in all sincerity. I'm again, I'm a numbers person, so yeah. I, I I have no problem being wrong. But based off numbers, I don't think I know anyone who who's done is has as much stuff out there as far as like videos Just and recordings, consistent content, and podcasts. Absolutely. Um, you know, getting up to seventeen hundred live videos. You know, I don't know anyone who has that. Not even bigger establishments. And just how many, like, how many artists you've touched? Yeah, so like, many. Like, so touch one. Um, <laughs> you've touched one. So many. So, yeah. but, so you said 1,700. 1,700 videos. Um, how many, like, do you have bands that return a lot? Yeah, I've had, I have had a lot of bands come back. I've had some bands do like three or four, five, like, yeah. just come back like every year. So, how many bands would you say you've done, like, you've worked with? Um, I've pro if you count the albums, the intimate evening shows, mm, yeah, the festival, the winter fest, on location sessions that aren't even for me, where I just do it for them, they they do their own thing with it. It's a completely yeah. separate thing. Um, touring sessions, the podcast interviews, all three different podcasts, and playing in bands and then yeah. playing shows. Bands themselves probably at least like two thousand. Yeah. And then people, there's on average four people per band. So yeah, and that I'm even that, thinking like it'd be make such a badass shirt or graphic <laughs> if you could if you could go through and alphabetize every single band. That I've DZ thought about trying with. to organize it somehow because it's so many. If you count like everything, because there's, there's throwing a, a spreadsheet and like I dude, should that'd be amazing. Because then you could, I used to keep very good details of it, but then it just got out of hand. It was kind of one much. of those shirts like you can like. Like zoom in and be like, okay, I think I see my name. But like, it's a lot of like some of the people you've worked with. Like, have I mean, not. I mean, a lot of people have gone on and done really cool things. Yeah, some some have uh, not that not everyone's doing cool things, but it's like just to see what you've also like accomplished, like in your own right of like. Yeah, a lot of bands have gotten big. Some have just they just do really well. Some have done really well in other parts of the music Mm -hmm. industry. Some went on to do this. Um, some get inspired to do something similar to what I do. Yeah. I mean, the festival alone in my backyard, DZ Fest, which you played, yeah. there was about 300 bands played that alone. And that's mm-hmm. just that. That wasn't including the monthly shows or the fest I do at my high school I went to. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm trying to do them in other states now and I put on shows in other places. Like one of my favorite experiences was putting on a show in Mexico City. 
that was amazing. Oh, and yeah. It was packed, and they. I don't know. It was just, it was, that was one of the most like, unique experiences of my mm -hmm. life to like do what I do here and just did it there. Yeah. And they would just, I like, couldn't understand how I was able to do it. Like, how did you meet all these bands, put a show together, then put and like have this big event in one week when you don't speak the language, you're not from here. Right. It's like, I've just done this a thousand times. But it also goes to show like how, how far like they went from like, eh, not so sure about this yeah. guy to like, this is so fucking cool. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm like the, the Chicago savior. Now they just Absolutely. like love it. Like can't wait to, I'm going back in next March. Cool to do more sessions. Do more, a bunch more sessions. We're going to rent a house and just do a ton of sessions Hell in yeah. Mexico City and try to do another show. I'm going to try to play. I'd love to play there. And yeah. the food though. Ooh. So yeah. do you have other cities on like your radar? Yeah. As far as yeah. Like, I was actually texting with someone literally setting up something while yeah. you were practicing. Yeah. Los Angeles. Hell yeah. Yeah. October or early November is the goal to do LA. Very cool. LA then and then um um then Mexico City in March. Mm -hmm. And then might do some Fort Myers, Florida stuff because I have a buddy down there who's the director of the documentary, Danny. I think I know some bands in Florida. So yeah, trying to do some Florida stuff. Um, so if you're watching this and you're in a band in Florida that I know, hit us up. I'll be reaching out to you. Hit um, us up. New York again. Um, when whenever that one's not as hard because there's a ton of bands there and I mm -hmm. got connected with a lot there and I have some friends there and Those it's sessions, only a yeah. two hour flight, so it's not too bad. Um, but then Dallas Fort Worth, cool, another one, and then Omaha, Omaha, <laughs> Omaha Nebraska. Let's do it. <laughs> and I want to do. I was, I'm like I was thinking about it after we stopped talking Omaha about last. Omaha would be I fun. Like, I want to do so more cool. stuff out west too, like Portland and Seattle and Denver would Denver. be awesome. I have a buddy in Denver. I got some I friends know in Denver. Zero bands in Denver though. I know a handful of bands. That's in perfect then. Um, this is why like you a, do these a things, people. Big <laughs> group of Denver bands. Um, Wait, this that, podcast isn't about me. It's about you. It's about me. <laughs> it's about me. I'm me. Do you guys have um, any music videos? We have two. Um, how, how'd that go? How like what was that process? Like? It was fun. Uh, we did one for the first record um, for a song called Young Water, um, which is a fun song. It's the poppiest safari room song, and we just don't play it anymore. <laughs> but um, we worked with a, a good buddy of ours, Colin, and he just did a great job helping me storyboard it like i think we kind of came up with the idea together and then i think i'm kind of visual in that way of like right like, i see this and i see this and like kind of maybe we do this part and he helped kind of bring those thoughts like out of my head and onto a storyboard and whatnot um and we shot the video in like eight hours kind of reverse mm -hmm. um we shot like it kind of ended up being this um like get out of the the humdrum droll of life and like go dance in the middle of the night which is kind of what it turned it's kind of weird but <clears throat> it's funny because like i'm in the office i'm like typing away and i'm sleeping and then like i get up and like i just i'm like screw this and i go dancing mm. and then austin is working at the bar he was actually bartending for at that point and then he I mean, he has like a bow tie and like slacks and not slacks uh what are these called? Uh, Overalls? Nah, what are the... the they hold up your trousers. Oh, um, suspenders. Suspenders. Uh, we looked good. Um, <laughs> and so then Dapper. like, and then we, uh, we like dance into the night and then Chris is the third person to get picked up by the roving pack of dancing men. Um, <laughs> um, 
So he's like getting dressed for his construction job. We looked like we looked like the village people. Um, oh, and then he like sees us. Uh, we th- we put this out in 2020. Okay. Um, so then like he takes off his uh, uh, his construction hat, and then we shot like a scene of us like playing in our suits and like construction hat, and then it like phases into like us just playing. Um, it's kind of a goofy video, but it was fun. It sounds and we fun. had a great time. And then the other video, uh, we basically made ourselves on the road in 2021. Uh, I found a camcorder at work and I borrowed it for a, a tour. And we basically just like passed the camcorder around like a lo fi. And yeah. then actually during the set, um, before we'd play the song that the video is for, it just takes time, um, which is the third song off of Complex Houseplants. Um, we would just hand it to someone and be like, shoot whatever you feel like you want to. Like mm-hmm. whether it's us, whether it's people in the crowd. And so like we had live video of us playing the song that I used for the music video as well. Mm-hmm. So like the chorus comes up or something and I would like stitch it to that. So I did all the editing for that and compiling. You, you, have you done of, video editing before? A little bit. I think I've just had to learn on the fly because it's like it's... What nest- software? Uh, I use um, iMovie or... Uh, I've used some Final Cut Pro. Use Final Cut. Um, Get that and Final then I've Cut. used uh, Adobe Rush. A Rush. Rush. I've is heard kind of Adobe Premiere, but not Rush. Yeah, Adobe Rush is a little slimmed down version. It's uh, just like iMovie is a slimmed down version. Yeah, it's like a little clunky and you doesn't also have. Record your record on GarageBand. Yes, actually, no, I actually did one time. Um, I recorded so my band in high school. We recorded. Oh, you, that's, we recorded. You get, a, you get a freebie for that. Okay, we recorded an entire album in my basement on GarageBand. That sounds perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say the name of the band because then people will go find it. I've, I'm very proud of it, but it's one of those things it. where it's like I want to be on Letterman one day, and then Letterman, right? He, he's not even. <laughs> I want to be on Kimmel one day. What you really need to say is I want to be on Bending Brains. One I want to be on Bending Brains and I can't tell wait people to have a big that old podcast exactly. Video. You know this big. Uh, I'll be on Tim Dillon. he'd be like alec what band we in i don't know if Um, he does guess i don't think well he does does he i just don't think i'd be a fun guest for maybe maybe he'd like safari tim dylan if you're watching this uh i'll come down to austin um that's another city i'd like to do austin Austin would be great i want to double it with doing sessions in austin then go to the formula one race at the austin grand prix hell yeah it's expensive though so expensive Um, there's an indie race tomorrow here I wish I would have known. So neat. That's so cool. I'm so into that same thing that you are. No, you're not. <laughs> just like right out. It's just does not it does not trip my trigger. <laughs> um what was I saying? I don't even remember. Just Tim you Dillon got having too, me. Got too drunk. Yeah, too wasted. Um what was I saying? Before I started talking about Tim Dillon. Whatever. <laughs> doesn't even matter he stole the show once again oh but yeah so adobe rush yeah okay <laughs> adobe rush i never i've only ever used um logic pro oh the name of my Final band Cut. in high school yeah it's called square one square one yeah square one what's that from my mind grapes square you know one. okay um, square one i love old band names i had yeah so many bad ones. and there was no space between it so it was just square and then the number oh, one. Oh boy it was pretty badass but at least you did it you're in a band in high school you know put out two full albums dang that's impressive for <laughs> and high if school. you look it up you can probably find that's that impressive out. for high school it was cool we did one um at a studio my parents like for my birthday like bought us a, like a day in the studio and we we're like we can knock out a full album in a day right <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Like, little did we know. No. And the engineer was, like, getting over a nasty sinus infection, so he was not thrilled. So, I wouldn't be thrilled to deal with a bunch of high schoolers either. Right. So in, in retrospect, like, dude, had, we were uh, an uphill struggle that whole day. Yeah. But we tracked almost everything in one day. Like, we... Was it sloppy? I was pretty sloppy. Yeah. Um, it wasn't amazing. But then we, uh, my old guitar teacher, Marty Lastovica, um, shout out, um, he helped us record the rest of it. So nice. like vocals and a couple of guitar parts and whatnot. That's cool though. Very rare. People have albums in high school. It was pretty fun. I don't have any records from high school. And we played a lot when we were in Omaha. Like we played a lot. Um, it's like why I feel like I have a little bit, not like an in, but like I grew up going to see and working with shows put on by 1% which is like the talent buyer production company in Omaha. Okay. And really great people and like believe in uh, local music a whole hell of a lot. And so it was kind of fun to, uh, I guess I stopped playing square one when I left for college in 2013. So, And why, why Nashville for college? Uh, it was either uh, Belmont or Berkeley at a certain point. And I was which like... Which Berkeley? Uh, Boston. Okay. And I was like, I want to go study music. Why not Berkeley? Um, I think I ended up thinking it was, it's not, it wasn't like, I kind of wanted more of a college experience. And I felt like I didn't know if I wanted the conservatory feel. I think I liked, I think it might have just been a vibe thing. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of talk about like, no one graduates from Berkeley. Like you just go here for a couple semesters and then like go. I was like, I, I think I'd like to go to school. I've heard people graduate from there. Same. I know people um, who graduate from there. Like Imagine Dragons all. Um, I said Imagine Dragons and you flipped your mic. Um, but what Imagine a, what Dragons, a, what a I think like. Imagine Dragons. Apparently it means something to them. I just think of Dragon Tales every time. I think that's probably what it means to so them. So I can't take it seriously. Yeah, I think it's uh, Imagine That You Were a Dragon. Dragon tales, dragon tales, dragon tales. <laughs> We're not drinking, I swear. I think about there's a scene in Arrest Development where, like, Michael is trying to, uh, like, impress like an older, like, businessman. He's like, "Oh, you know Sugarfoot," and it's like, "Oh yeah, I definitely know." He's like, Sh -sh -sh "Sugarfoot." Sugarfoot. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, it's when you're like hey have you heard of this band and you're like yeah and you really haven't and then they go what's your favorite song and you're like mm. Mm, i try not to like, do that caught anymore. in the lie i i used to do it a lot and i try now more often just to be like no nah, i've never heard of them even if it makes me look like a dunce i well first of all i think you listen to enough bands to yeah. be like I sure do, and like, I, I'm like, sorry I, I never really got around to Shania them. Twain. I'm sure she's great. That don't impress me. Right. You can't actually, say not, that in Nashville. Actually, that's not true because my mom listened to Shania Twain when I was growing up. So, Shania. Did you ever see I Heart Huckabees? I have not. I think they say Shania Twain. Oh, it's a movie, but yeah. But see, there's an instance where I could have gone, yeah, I've seen that, and they'd be like, you know that scene? I'd be like, that's oh, a very shit. specific movie where if you said that, I'd be like, I would. Because it's 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 a very unique movie with Dustin Hoffman, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Mark Wahlberg, uh, Naomi Mark Watts, Wahlberg. and another person. It's a very interesting movie, kind of existentialist. I forget that you also speak IMDb. I do. <laughs> I, I speak. I speak a uh, movie, film, cinematophile talk. 
<laughs> at the, the top like one percent tile maybe gonna, a little bit more extreme i was just told I, I could close my eyes and i would see imdb in the back of my eyelids well yeah so i'm i go further than imdb i go i go wikipedia deep Ooh. so like yeah when i watch stuff i told you this last night when i watch a movie first time through usually just watch it yeah second time i'm researching everything third yeah. time researching everything even more same with shows researching everything about it production where it was filmed the music the score the cinematographer yeah. the editor how long it took how much it cost how much you're spending on advertisement the director what they wrote on did they write and produce were they just writers because when a director yeah. is a writer and executive producer it's a very different type of movie it's a very much their movie it's a christopher nolan it's movie like, it's a wes anderson movie that it's is Paul their Thomas baby Andy. it there are our tours of, yeah. of, of of the of the like and it's the same thing i get from bands when they or like when they write a, the like music an actor and actor, also direct exactly who does it all too when a, a band writes their music produces their music has a big hand in recording process does all the performing and maybe like makes the artwork or something mm -hmm. like when they do it all like if it's why like uh a band like Tame Impala has such a specific sound. You know when you know it when you hear it. You yeah. know it because that's Kevin Parker, did yeah, all of it does everything. Yeah, and that's got like how I feel about um like DZ everything. It's like I just do all of it. So it has yeah. a very it's it has your foot like your fingerprint all over all it. over it on every part of it. The the choreography, the filming, the mm -hmm. lighting, the audio, the way it's produced, the panning, yeah, the production, the the like how loud the drum kit is. I haven't even thought about the panning. Oh, I pan like no other. Do you? I love, yeah, because I, well, yeah, I love working with people that don't record a lot or they do a lot of live sound because they have the hardest time panning because you don't really pan in live sound. Right. It's all pretty much a mono feed. And they, panning like stresses out people. Like my students get very anxious about it. They, when I first give them mixing projects, they barely pan anything. They're like afraid. They're just like, I just, it feels just, they're like scared. Yeah. I can't explain it. And I'm like, guys, it's called the stereo panorama. You have right. all the way left and right to yeah. work with. It's a stereo I love, field. I love it. Pan it out. <clears throat> and the more tracks you have, pan them. You know, make something balanced. I mean, a drum kit, if you want to pan drummer's perspective, audience perspective, or your own unique take on it. But beyond that, you can if you have two, three guitars, put those things yeah. left, right. What's your them. usual? Are you the drummer, or is, is the listener the drummer, or is the listener in the audience? So it depends. If okay. it is a live video and you're looking at the drummer, I do audience perspective. Cool. If it's an album, uh, I do drummer's perspective yeah. because it's a win-win. Because if you're listening to it, it doesn't matter the orientation, right? But if you are a drummer, any drummer, now you get to listen to it and be the drummer. Like, oh yeah, he's so it's a win-win. Like audience, it doesn't yeah. matter. Drummers are happy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it makes more sense. Um, and then guitars, it all depends how many are there. If it's one, I tend to leave it. Like if it's just a three-piece band, guitar and bass, I might do like ten percent, ten percent bass guitar. Yeah. I don't do too far bass. It almost becomes pointless to pan it because it's such an omnidirectional. Uh, signal because it's such a low frequency it, it spreads everywhere the sub yeah so you don't really need to pan it also is such a foundation and glue you almost want it to have the energy out of both speakers yeah. but guitars and synths and strings it all depends how many there are if it's a band like yours with two i'll probably do like a 40 40 50 50 on each yeah. side like tomorrow you know logic's weird and it does the 63 64 thing right which is stupid or 62 63. whatever it is it's dumb and it you know, Pro Tools, Ableton, 
Adobe Audition, they all do 100 out of zero, which makes perfect yeah. sense. It's like they're on the metric system and Apple's on the standard system. And so I would do like a 50-50 or a 60-60. Um, but it depends if if one guitars is like really very specific all leads that are high pitch, yeah, and then one person's like really muddy rhythm, then now now it might feel really off balance if you do yeah, like really it's very lopsided. So now I might still pan, but do like 30 30, like bring it a little bit more towards the center, yeah. So it's not so lopsided, right? Yeah. And if there's three guitars and one is rhythm, the other two are doing trinkets and stuff like uh ambient stuff, mm -hmm. things like explosion in the sky where there's three yeah. guitars, I'll do two like. Almost hard left, hard right, and then the rhythm more in the center. You know. Have you seen them live? I have multiple times. It's magical. I think three times I've seen them. Wow. Yeah, they're really cool. I saw them a while ago, like 2009. I saw them first, and then other times. But yeah, they are. They're a really cool band. I like them and Godspeed You Black Emperor a lot. I saw Godspeed You Black Emperor at uh, Big Ears in uh, Big Ears Fest in Knoxville. Oh, cool. Maybe five, six years ago. Mm hmm. It's just like walls of sound. It was amazing. So cool. <laughs> I saw him at the Rockefeller Chapel at University of Chicago, which was unreal. I mean, this is like a massive cathedral, like 100-foot ceilings, wooden pews, you know, yeah. Catholic church, just beautiful with the four projectors that had reel to reel, and the guy was doing it, and you, it was it was stunning. Like when they were hitting that one song that opened up the album, it's like, do, do, and this is the drummer hitting the yeah. toms, that echo... In that church, it was just a boom. You felt like the stained glass windows vibrating. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. More shows need to happen in churches. Like I that. agree. Churches. Like, or just like more interesting locations. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, yes, venues. Obviously venues. But like every once in a while, or like, man, like even that could be cool like for like live sessions and stuff. It's like, all right, we're going to have like an interesting location. Like we're going to do this one in a church. I mean, that's what I strive to do. Yeah, that's why like, I like when I set locations. up in different places, I'm like, let's, I want to do in unique places. And then, yeah. Like the venue tomorrow. Yeah. We're not doing it on stage. We're yeah. not even having a show. It's within it's, it. Yeah, maybe ooh, that'd be a good idea. Maybe well, it kind of ends up being like a church. It kind of ends up being like um like La Bibliothèque, or I think that's what it's called. There's like a, a French, maybe they're French, I don't know. But there's a um there's a whole um YouTube channel that does these like stripped down sessions of artists. Mm. Um and oh, it's La Blagotech. That's mm. what it is. Um, La Bibliotech is the library. Um, but it could be something like that where, like, I think like Phoenix played like a set like in the middle of like this big courtyard, and there's like birds and everything, and like people That's walking around. That's the stuff I want to do. And it's like that. That's I could what I'm talking you. about. Yeah. It's That's cool as hell. What I'm leaning more towards doing are unique locations. Yeah. And like, I think Idols did one. Um, there's this really cool band that I've heard of once called Idols. Ha, 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 ha. Nice shirt. Um, he's wearing the shirt. He's for wearing the shirt. Yeah, for those that are listening, I'm wearing one of three idol shirts I have. Um, love that band. <laughs> um, but they did one where like they're walking through. I think they're just like walking around and playing, mm. and it's just like cool. Like yeah. more stuff like that where it's it's taking the song in a totally different way. Yeah, and um, giving it kind of new clothes. But I think like what we're doing on Sunday is gonna be cool. Where it's like we're doing it like what Love Circle, the Hill. Yeah, it'll be cool. I've never been there. How far was that from here? Um, I don't know, but I know that I've been there and it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Well, I'm excited. Then it's gonna be it's pretty gonna be hot. Very, it's gonna be very hot. You got any umbrellas? Is it gonna be raining? No, just oh. sun. <clears throat> oh, sun I'll just umbrellas. be sweaty. I'll just bring coconut waters. You got I've a little never cooler? really. 
I have a cooler. Bring a little cooler with some I've water. never really had a use for an umbrella. No? I, I own an umbrella. Not from I've rain? I've just never used it. Not when it's pouring rain in mm-hmm. your... You know I what? Just, I, I agree with you. Yeah. The only time I ever use it is with the lady. Mm, yeah. To be honest, I don't... I'm not incredibly chivalrous when it comes to that, I guess. No, it's like they want to use it. So oh, like, Well, gotcha. I guess I'll use it too. Maybe I'm just... It's because I'm clinically single, so... <laughs> What does that mean? Clinically single. <laughs> we have to get into that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we do. What does that mean? No, it's just uh, I'm uh, I'm dating work. I'm dating my career, and I'm dating art. Yeah. No. Is this by choice? Uh, mostly by choice. Yeah. <laughs> why hard mostly, pivot. Hard pivot. Why hard pivot. mostly by choice? No, it's just like I feel like I am so focused on the music that I find that any time that I would give to a significant other is like well. I think I'll just keep working. And maybe there's dis- discomfort in the whole dating thing. Um, Is there? I think, oh, big time. I Why? have lots. Uh, I'm just a noob. I'm a noob. What do you mean you're a noob? I just not dated a lot. So it's one of those things of like, mm. it's easy. You just yeah. talk. What's up? Just, you're interesting. I'm not. You not are. That, okay, I am. You're nice. Positive self talk. He's a sexy beast. <laughs> You're smart. Oh man! You, you, you have, this is why I did the podcast. Just get a, showered a, with compliments. You have, a, you have a job. You have a car. You have a you I, own I, a home. I own a home. You have recording equipment. You have a studio. You have mm-hmm. albums. You've toured. You're I have cultured. a very sweet dog. You have no allergies. I'm aware of. Nothing serious. You have a dog. Yeah. You are healthy. You're this young. is a great you have a beard. I, full head of hair. Wow. No gray hair. No, I my my facial hair is starting to get gray. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> what else? So basically, I'm the perfect candidate. Yeah, you have a great voice. Thank you. You wow. sound like a, a a young angel. A young angel. Yeah. Like uh, the, someone named Angel, or like uh, like an angel that fell from the sky. An angel that fell from like a fallen oh angel, kind of like Lucifer. I I sound like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, uh, this is gonna, I'm gonna put this all on my Tinder profile. You should, you should. It's not the first time I've been used for someone else's Tinder profile. I, I have friends, <laughs> this is a funny story. I have friends that have been on dating apps that are just like, yeah, and then we just started talking about you because they somehow know you. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, like six sorry. degrees from Ben. <laughs> six degrees from DZ Ben. That might be a new thing, huh? No, it's. Um, I mean, the more cities you go to and expand the the network, man. I yeah. mean, yeah, stranger things have happened. Sure, they have. Stranger things have happened. Um, dating is it's easy. You just, you just That's go, what I've heard. Just go you do just it. Just go do it. Just have it's kind of like booking, from what I've heard. I have. A, I have you a just hack. Have to start for you. doing it. I have a hack for you. You have a hack for dating. I have a hack for you. Okay. To save time and money because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Let's not pretend like it's not, especially yeah. for the gentlemen's out there. Yeah. I hate to break it to you people, but it is. It's chivalrous to buy, yeah. So you do coffee dates on like mm-hmm. a Saturday or Sunday, 11 a.m., you know, for coffee an hour. If it's cool and you Keep vibe, <clears throat> then you can go to a second one where you do do the date and you spend yeah. money. But that will save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars because you don't have to do yeah, dates. Like, like first drinks date, and first date dinner. It's expensive. Not a good call. No, and then you also are getting... It's fun to get drunk and meet someone, but it's better to be sober on the first one. I want to be. I want to be dead sober. Dead sober. Think clearly and go. All right, this person might actually have not a good time. for me. Yeah. So we don't have to do the second day, and all I had to spend was five bucks on coffee. 
and I'm also like, and it's only like because you don't do a long coffee day. It's max. It's two hours yeah. max if it's like good, and which is a good like, sign. I'm so in my head about like how much time is this taking? Where it's like if like if I'm not like swept away having a good time. If you're not swept away, just give yourself one hour max. Yeah. and you set an alarm and be like, oh, I oh, it's my grandma. I gotta call. I gotta go. You can just you can just pick. <laughs> I'm gonna use the restroom. You can go to the restroom, come back, and then like, disappear hey, out I, the window. I gotta. I got. <laughs> To head out, but it was nice to meet you. We should like keep in touch. Yeah, it's simple. And but if it goes well and you end up again. talking for two hours, then you know, like, man, we should yeah, go you've get had some, some kind of connection. We should go get some dinner at we some point. Some you know, dinner. it's I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I think it gets easier. Well, I think as like as I've gotten older too. Not that I'm old, but like. You start to, in a, in a non-negative way, you start to care less. It's kind of just like... You sound beaten down by society. <sighs> if that ain't the truth. No, but like, I think you relinquish things of like, oh, like, things that you thought mattered don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like, I'm noticing that, like, just turning 28. Um, now I'm an old, grizzled man. Um, just like, oh, that stuff that used to bother me, like, I'd kind of worry about or anguish about it's like yeah that kind of rolls off my back a little bit more there are new things that i'm anguishing about but it's like it's finding that okay are those things as important as old things that i thought mm. were important so so i think hopefully all that kind of evens out eventually and things become a little easier because it's also like there's a certain amount of stuff that i'm working on in my own right i don't want to bring you. someone into that I feel you. That's what that's what everybody <laughs> I know says. Yeah, they're all just like, oh, I just got, got I got baggage. I don't want to give I other got, people baggage. Stuff yeah. I figure. It's like, bro, then get a bigger suitcase. I don't. Have to tell sure, you. and I think there's something to be said, and I think it. I don't want to become like the codependent of like, oh, this person like figured out my life for me, and then if that doesn't work out, then I'm lost without them. No, you don't want that. Yeah, definitely don't. It's so. it's tricky. But what I've but also heard is just like, you know, when you know. It's the right person when it's the right person. So it's like just have fun until I, I meet them. It's like let's take okay. you down to Broadway Street tonight. Nope. Nope. Find you a nope. honey with some boots. Nope. Come on. Nope. I'm not finding the love of my life Come on. down in Broadway. Dude, she'll be a Central European person with strangely red skin and blonde hair. Oh, even wow. though two percent of the world's population has blonde hair. Wow. But she'll have blonde hair. <laughs> and she'll have red skin, even though she should be quite pale. Don't wow. worry. I got you. Just sunburnt from just sp- fried spending the, leather. Spending the whole day. It's like you took leather and just baked it and then fried it and then put it back on someone's skin. Oof. This is a, you know, this I, is a terrifying person you're conjuring up. I, I have such a problem with like uh, being a, a purist in too many ways that I, I you really- clarify why. Oh, <laughs> I'm obsessed with the true- center point of what makes something what it is yeah no matter what it is and when it comes to uh if you're heterosexual when it comes to a, a lady um when I, I i always noticed i was never really into like tan hmm. girls that weren't like <laughs> hispanic or, or african-american or whatever or middle eastern right Southeast Asian, whatever it is of having darker skin. But I was never really into tan girls that where it was fake tan. Right. Well, it's just like the affectation in a way. And I was never into blonde-haired women because... 
because something always felt off about them and not them, their personality or whatever, because they're just dying. Their, their hair's not blonde. Yeah. Very few people are actually blonde. Hmm. Usually you have to be from a Nordic country to be Scandinavian to have blonde hair. It's very rare to have blonde hair if you are not Danish, um, I Finnish, cousins, I have Swedish, Norwegian, blonde. or maybe a little bit of German. Um, it's very rare. I believe that, I think the stat is 2% of the world is blonde. Damn. Yet I'd look all up and down Burb or a Broadway, I'm like, why does everyone got blonde hair? Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for Something's like obsessed the un- blonde or natural. Whether it's I just like natural stuff. Yeah, well, I, I think do. it's it's I can't help. And it. I I I long for a world that people don't feel like they need to do that. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, and because I, I don't fault anyone for necessarily being like, I don't feel comfortable yeah. based on like societal standards that I need to do. I need to get this fixed. Yeah, or I need to get this changed. Yeah, and it's like I think that sucks that that's put on young women, young men to. To do that kind of stuff, <laughs> I'm I'm bad with this because I think people are just babies and they shouldn't <laughs> and they shouldn't collapse under the pressure. Yeah, Personally, sure. And I could say that because I don't. Yeah, and I, I maybe I'm a man. Yeah, and I think it. May but be, even the it male may be, pressures I don't collapse under because it's like yeah. just do you. Yeah. Just like who cares? Just and be I think authentic. and I fully support that. I do think it's easier said than done for some folks. It is. I don't. know. And that doesn't make them like. I don't think it makes them. They're just like weaker of spirit or mind. Just, just weaker like, species. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, yikes. Uh, <laughs> and no, I'm, scene. I'm kidding. Um, no, you're good. But I, I do think it's like. So this, uh, I have a, I have an affinity for this idea of belonging, and it ties a lot with Safari Room's message and whatnot. Um, and so, we all like humans are pack animals. We want to belong. And no matter where we find that niche, we want to belong to it. And so, I mean, like, I watched it. In an odd example, I watched a documentary about uh, flat earthers. <laughs> and I have no issue with flat earthers in general. But what I have an issue with is kind of the manipulation of people when they feel ostracized. And it's like, oh, come here. We have candy. And then we make you feel really good Do about yourself. you also yourself. have a white van? Exactly. Right. So it's just like... <laughs> But it's just what was the doc? What, what's, it's called. Uh, were you beyond, convinced? Beyond the curve. Uh, I was beyond not, the curve. Beyond the curve, and it's kind of a it's kind of a mean doc. Like the editor of the what documentary. Do you mean a mean doc? It's like the, is it for or against? Pro I think or? it's just like hey, here. What do you think about it? Is it like these are idiots or these are? Geniuses? It's, it kind of paints them as idiots, which I mean, is they, too bad because like at a certain like I mean I'm not a flat I mean, earther. I mean, um, but yeah, they but are yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, you said it, not me. Um, Listen, but but what I took from that movie is that like we all like a lot of the people that were indoctrinated into the flat Earth community were folks who'd been uh, lonely or ostracized from uh, other yeah. like societal groups, and so then they found community, they found care, they found nourishment through these people. Whether it was through good means or bad means of just like, oh, I guess I belong to these people because I guess I can say the earth is flat. Sure. So I think for me, when it goes to like social standards, it's like, what can I do to belong? And what can I do so that I'm not alone? And so it's like, if the, and, and it may be a distortion where it's like, oh my God, if I don't do this, 
I can't hang out with this group in school. And if I don't hang out with this group in school, I'm going to be alone forever. So it's all distorted thoughts, but there is that intrinsic idea of like, if I don't do this, I will be alone. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff in between it, but it all is, it all centers around that pack mentality. Like, I don't want to be the wolf that's left out in the lurch while everyone else goes and has a good time or gets a meal or goes and survives and I'm left out in the cold. So I think that's fascinating to me as far as like, I mean, it's pack mentality. It's group think. It's group mentality. Yeah, it's very, and and even like you look at like, like really fringe groups of like, I don't know, like QAnon and stuff like that where it's like this group think, group mentality these people who are maybe ostracized from parts of culture because they have different ideas or they're just a little different from other people and they feel uh, neglected or ostracized and they're like, well, these people accept me. And whether or not that group has nefarious reasons for accepting you, it's still like, oh, that's a place where you belong. Yeah. It's so, what creates cults. Why cults are... Absolutely. It's why cults are successful. Yeah. Is because... For a little bit. Right. Scientology. Sorry. It's it's because it's why groups are. <laughs> let me clarify that. It's why groups, uh, cults are successful at bringing people in. Yes. Whether their their uh, their plans and their goals are met, whatever. Um, but it's like you feel welcomed. You feel like you're in community with people where yeah. you didn't have that before. And they manifest in different ways. Absolutely. They're not always religious based. Sometimes no, they're yeah. vegan. Yeah. Sometimes they're meat eaters. Sometimes yeah. it's guns. I mean, sometimes you it's know. like pseudosciences. So it's like so like astrology. Is, yes, um, you said it, not <laughs> me. Um, I'm here to offend. Um, I'm not well, here like, to offend. But but at the end of the day, does that group harm others? I think that's a big thing too. Or does it harm the user? So it's like I look at astrology and it's like that's not harming anyone. No, unless they go out and they're like, we're gonna kill all Leos. And it's like, um... Where it gets weird, where it harms themselves and their potential future, and it's still, like, whatever, is when they base their life and social situations and dating off of it. Like, oh, sorry, like, what if you went on a a, a date with a lady... (laughs) So I had someone a coffee at the, shop. I had a merch. I had someone at the merch table one time tell me they don't talk to Leos, and then she left the merch table. That's and, what I'm saying. And I was like, okay, it's it's like <laughs> it's like not offensive, but it's so dumb. But it's it, but, it's, but it's another thing it's that dumb. allows like why would you to do limit that? Your potential. Yeah, why would you limit, limit your it? broadness? Um, what if you could have made a new friend or a potential business client right. or potential lover or yeah. wife because you limited. Like, that's so arbitrary yeah. based on when you were born. Right. Based on the one night your parents were feeling brandy, randy, <laughs> and they went hard in the paint. Like Exactly. That's what you're basing so, it off of? But it's just interesting. And then it's like, so what if people who don't know when they were born or stuff like that? Like, you get, like, people who are, like, orphans or something. Like, how would you be able to know your birth chart if you don't know when you were born? Do you ever just lie? Because that's fun. Oh, I've done that. I've done a lot to mess with people. Like, when oh they get God, really new, I'm like, yeah, I'm... You're I'm such a, a Taurus. I'm June, like, 12th, and they're just like, oh, my God, totally. I'm like, yeah, and then the next one, I'm like, yeah, I'm August 18th. They're like... But that's oh, not Taurus. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. So it's just like... But I think it ends up being, like, the harm. And it's like, like, cult mentality, where it's like, oh, like, the fucking Manson family. Like, that's 
harmful. Yes. That's a bad cult. Yeah. I mean, not that any cult is necessarily good, but like... Most are pretty rough. Most are pretty bad. But I think it's the idea that people are just trying to find where they fit in. Yeah. And there's something to... Like, there's earnestness about that of like, oh, I'm trying to doll myself up or fix myself, perhaps unnecessarily so, in order to adhere to social standards yeah. or to fit in. And I and that's where I'm like, I hate that that's even a thing that people have to feel. Like, I wish I could... I could take that away. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it stems from like, a more serious problem. Absolutely. Or like we are all just trying to fit that or fill that gap or fill that space. And I wish that like I would go away for people. Like, yeah. oh, I wish I wouldn't like have to feel like I need to get surgeries to fix myself for like aging and stuff like that. It's like, can't we just like age? I love aging. It's just like, just I do feel that. so much <clears throat> more comfortable. Aging. Right, but it's like there are these standards that are put on men and women and all every like every person just to be like, oh, well, you can't look like you're older. It's like, well, you are. These standards they tend to just be self self done, self proclaimed. Like, but they just, are they are self proclaimed, but they're always based upon like, oh, well, if just don't let it get to you. Take that bee that's easy, buzzing your ear. Easier said than done, though. I know I'm so bad when it comes to no, but all I think it's it. it's good conversation because like. It's, I mean, it's it's in culture. It's just seeping. Has some willpower, people. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, know that, and I'm doing a lot of this work on my own of, like, being okay with yourself no matter what anyone else thinks. Yeah. It's like, if you are doing your best and you're trying to make your life move forward, then if people aren't down with it and, like, you're not really causing any harm, fuck them. Yeah. Like... If they don't like how your hair looks that day, do you care? And if you don't care, then don't let someone else make you care. Yes. And I think that takes a lot of grit and a lot of like repetition of thought of like it, it is a skill. Yeah, it takes it's a skill practice. to go like to dismiss other people's bullshit. It's it's a, definitely a skill. It takes a lot of effort. Um, sometimes people can go <clears throat> extreme with it, and they're actually they can be a little annoying. Yeah, like like a very like um. Like so much so that they just kind of piss off people around them because they're so like anti-authoritarian and, and like yeah very like like the Joker they're just like they're like anarchists they're just like ah yeah. oh, it doesn't matter screw it they'll like break your thing like who cares and I'm like well I mean I did it's have like, to work to buy that that's overcorrection yeah <laughs> there's a middle ground <laughs> yeah is in your head and in your thoughts philosophically speaking you should not worry so much about what society thinks the yeah. government news organizations tiktok instagram do what you love mm -hmm. find something you love yeah. then do it be around people you love that bring you up and you can bring them up find your own sense of community it could be a bowling league it could be a knitting community mm -hmm. it could be playing in bands in the music scene it could be you you're into code and you you have a coding class you start a workshop like community stuff that's yeah. why church worked so well for so long and because it has a lot of community-oriented stuff. Like when I did stuff through the church, it wasn't always about God. We'd have youth groups. We'd go bowling and yeah, have lock-ins like and play built, games. It's built-in community. Yeah, that like you can kind water of like fall talks. back on and depend on, which like there's yeah. something to be said for how important that is yeah. for lonely existences. So without like, church, if you're atheist or agnostic, which is fine, then you have to create that or find it yourself. Yeah, and there are also like churches that, are like, are like, I don't know, I guess that I don't know if they're churches, but they're groups of people who get together who are 
they fall into those categories. Yeah. And so it's finding community where you can. It's mm-hmm. where, you know, um, NA and AA meetings have done so well for people because it's yeah. like that. And they tend to be held at churches mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with God and it has everything to do with kind of finding people you can relate to and have a common ground and get some sense of acceptance and understanding and be held accountable and have sponsors. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. I I wish more people were okay with letting go and not being so nervous and embarrassed. Like being nervous are pretty normal, but to be embarrassed and worried about being embarrassed and the fear of being embarrassed, the anxiety of it yeah. is such a dangerous spiral. And I don't know why people put themselves through it. Well, it's, it's, it's the idea that, um, I'm the only person who has ever gone through this. Yeah. And that's so false because like, I mean, I think it's in so many texts, but there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. Like someone has felt like this before. And mm-hmm. so it's like to think, and it's not necessarily narcissistic or like myopic, I guess it's myopic, but um, not intentionally so, where it's like, oh, like I'm the only person who ever felt like this. It's like, that's because you're only living your existence. Yeah. And just see the forest for the trees, like uh, zoom out mm-hmm. and see that like, Someone next door to you might be having the exact same problem. And if you talk to them, like they might be able to help you, you might be able to help them, like, or just feel in community with them. Yeah. And that helps destigmatize and de escalate a lot of like really distorted thoughts. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And just like putting yourself, the, the simple, uh, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, absolutely. And even just talking stuff out, like, helps to like lose the steam in a lot of ways that's like, how this podcast is for me yeah it's, it's just a like form of therapy catharsis. yeah and absolutely just talking to friends i uh i got i had, feel so alone yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had drinks with a friend of mine um danny the director of the documentary and his buddy from la who's um pockets not pockets. Not pockets. Oh, pockets <laughs> Not pockets. This guy's the opposite of pockets. Okay. He's, he's, Shout out to pockets. He's like doing his residency to be a, a clinical uh, psychologist. Cool. So the opposite of pockets. Yes. And he, <laughs> and he, uh, we were t- we were at the 95th floor of the John Hancock having drinks. Yeah. Him and Danny and I overlooking the Skyline of Chicago, the beautiful spot. And we were talking about therapy. And I was like, you know, I never spoke with a therapist, but every time I have a friend or anyone who talks about it, everything they tell me is exactly what I do with my friends. And he's like, to be honest, some people don't have friends. So a therapist is what they need. It's like, but if you, you can have a lot of issues, but if you have like close family and friends that you can talk to very objectively and you trust Mm -hmm. their feedback and you can tell them serious stuff and they can give you feedback and you, you can share that on walks over coffee whatever it is it's like that might be all you need some people just don't even have that and i was like oh wow i'm or pretty some, blessed i have a lot of friends i talk to in serious ways absolutely and sometimes it's like you don't feel like there are things that you'll talk about with your friends but you don't feel like you can talk about some things and so yeah. like where it's like oh but like that that stuff is eating me up and i need to talk to someone about that outside of my social circle whether it's yeah. you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel like you can trust them, even though you do trust these people. Um, and I think that's that's also part of knowing yourself. Yeah. Of like, oh, like I'm living exactly the life I want to live. 
and like I get to like talk to my friends about it. But if there's stuff that's like kind of like in the back burner or stuff that you're like kind of it's eating you alive, it's like I don't feel like I can talk to my folks or like my friends or my family about that. It's like, well, then I gotta talk to someone else. I talked to someone, yeah, yeah, because if it's eating you alive, it's like that's it's true. Yeah, it's true. I think that that is a big portion of why you should do therapy. Yeah, absolutely. But it would we so many people would not have to heavily rely on it or feel like it's the only scapegoat they just had some friends to talk to yeah that would take care of like 90 percent of everything but even me like i'm like shit like i think about just like oh i don't want to be a burden to like my friends and like talk to them about my issues and stuff if they're real friends they won't be a burden exactly but i think that ends up being more of my thing of like it's like i can't get over the hurdle of like what if i tell like talk about like this stuff going on and then they're like annoyed and it's it's my favorite thing to do just drop a bomb on friends. Like, yeah. We're having like a chill hang. I'm just like, yeah. And then I saw this three year old kid just begging for money on the street. And I just saw my whole life flashing before my eyes of like, like where Whoa. I was. And they're just like, bro, this is too heavy. And it's I'm too like, heavy. It's life. Let's, it's let's life, talk man. about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we got heavy stuff. I'm like, <laughs> but, it, but I think in like, one of the things that I really love about touring is that like it is kind of therapy sometimes because mm-hmm. we'll we talk about everything under the sun. Yeah, the rule: what happens in the car stays in the exactly. car. Exactly, and so I think it's been really fun to get to tour um, with good friends. Yeah, is because it helps to be like, all right, let's talk about like let's solve the world's problems in this minivan. And then, like, hopefully grow. I mean, like, we're growing as friends, but also as people. Where it's like, hey, man, like, I disagree with that. It's like, okay, cool, let's. Can we disagree with that and talk about it mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So I think it's it's having friends, it's having peers where you can feel free. But I think there's kind of what your friend is saying where it's like some people don't feel free to talk about with their friends, with their friends about some things or anything at all. And sometimes people don't feel like they have friends. We're like I know like moving to a new city 10 years ago, I had no one. And so, like, it was, like, really, like, starting from the ground up. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's – so I can, I can attest to, like, kind of feeling that. Did it that. take it's a like, while? It did. And, then like, college is helpful to, like, like all right, here's, forces here's some forced friends. Um, not that all my friends freshman year are forced. Um, if nothing else, I was in kind of a big group that uh, – big groups of friends are tricky. Where it's like, not everyone in here is really getting along. <laughs> you don't got to tell me that twice. <laughs> those, those dissolve quickly. But, like, you find the the true f- friends through that of, like, wow, like, that sucked. And you're like, yeah, it did suck. Let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the true ones stick around, kind of like you would said. But yeah, I think it's with that, like, moving to a new city and being alone in that, it's you kind of have to work on it. It's not just like people like friends aren't falling from the sky. No, you have to kind of it takes effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had some uh, family members like move to other cities, and at one point, like my two cousins and I were texting, and they had just moved to new towns and new cities, and it was just like, man, it's really hard to meet people. And they're like, yeah, it is hard to meet people. It's like, how do you meet people? It's like, uh, I don't know, go out. And I'm just like, I don't know. Social media has made it easy, though. It has and it hasn't because there's a certain amount of like, I don't know, uh, superficiality with social media. Mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm on social media like looking for new friends. <laughs> I'm saying like, say you move to, say you move to Atlanta. Yeah. Pass. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I name a city you'd like to live in. Oh, 
Let's go to That's not Nashville. Let's go to Omaha. Seattle. Okay, Seattle. That sounds like fun. Say you move to Seattle and you're 29. It's next year you move oh, there. Oh shit, that's soon. I didn't know I was going to move to Seattle when I was 29. You move to Seattle when you're 29. Oh man. And you could literally go on Instagram and find bands in Seattle and be like, "Hey, I'm in a band. If anybody's yep. looking for anybody or I play guitar, I sing, yep. there's my you know, my my musical CD." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or go to shows and be like, just start communicating. Like, I play music. You guys ever want to have a jam or play music or start? Within a couple of weeks, you'll have some friends. But I also think that's that's you and me. Like, we can go to a show and talk to a brick wall. I don't know how to not make friends. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's it, over it, here saying, I have so many friends. But I think, but for some folks, just, like, I just talk to people. Sure. Just, but I, I just think talk. for some people, it's really difficult. And there are some times where I like will go to a show and be like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm off my game, and I don't know how to talk to anyone tonight. Where it's like, I'll be like, cool weather, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, wow, the, the it, music's pretty loud, isn't it? And it's, it's like, yeah, it's set. a rock show. It's, it's definitely like, a skill set. Yeah. You have to be intriguing. You have to have something to share, something to talk about. Be interesting. I'm like a it's fun hat. Hard. Anything. Just have something you could talk about. I We're an eye patch. I used to have an eye people, patch. People be yeah. like, wow, that's a cool eye patch, but like, it's fun. It's just a conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> you just talk to people. Everyone has their story. People are nervous. You just start conversation. Uh, don't be awkward or weird. Don't ask to come in someone's yard. Yeah, that's a good advice. You know? Don't be awkward or weird. Yeah. <laughs> don't go in someone's yard when they don't want you oh, to. Oh, yeah. You know? Don't don't walk down the street and uh, invite yourself into someone's yard. That's bizarre that's gated with a lock it's gated that's, with a lock that's and there's a barking dog on the other side late at night very strange behavior this happened yeah, last this night happened here last it's night. very it funny. very weird very funny. yeah just some fella thought he was getting the signal to come into the the gate in my front yard and my dog was barking at his what do you dog. think i only could think of two maybe he serious like, reasons that's as to the guy why. from safari room <laughs> And I finally made it where my neighbors are like, that guy is famous. Okay, so three reasons I could see someone right, doing that. First one is someone's is, famous. And they just, I'm famous. And I don't. Now. Yeah. Now, now you are after last night. <laughs> after last night. First one is famous. Second one is massive culture differences of how they communicate socially. Sure. Third one is some uh, mental issues going on where they have a hard time. Like reading the room. Yeah, what people would call like parts of autism just like don't yeah. read human behavior in the room and timing yeah. like just bad at it, it. Was, it was just a bizarre situation and like i'm gonna think about it for years it was weird like i hope i paint a the, picture i'm painting a picture yes yeah, so Alec i mean and I, we're just you, you sitting, yeah so we're just here sitting. you paint i'm gonna use the restroom you okay paint. sounds good um <laughs> just talk directly to the camera so we are sitting uh out on the porch of my home and uh is ben and myself and uh, a gentleman was walking uh, from left to right, and he waved and said hi. We cordially waved. Is a I said I actually said uh, good morning because I wasn't thinking and I thought it was uh, morning, even though it was ten o'clock at night. Um, and so he notices my dog, who is a very loud blue tick coonhound, and he's like, "Oh, this dog." This guy's a legend. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's, you could probably hear him all over the neighborhood. And so he starts walking down my driveway. And as he's walking down my driveway, we're both kind of like, 
it's a weird direction to go when you're just walking past the house. And so he then proceeds to be like, can my dog come in and say hi? And both of us didn't realize he had a dog. And so he's looking for the latch on my gate and multiple times I go, yeah, man, like my dog and my dog is very friendly, even though he sounds kind of scary. I was basically like, yeah, man, like he's really, he's like not good with new dogs. Like, let's just not like, I appreciate it though. Um, Maybe another time. And then he kept looking for the latch on the gate. (laughs) And it was one of those things where it's like, Hey, like this is becoming inappropriate um, for you to do. And, um, I kind of had, and like both dogs are barking at this point. So it's loud, it's confusing, it's weird. Um, and I finally kind of like wave him off. I'm like, yeah, man, like, th- like, no, like, no thanks. And then probably one of the weirdest parts is that he is walking from left to right. And you'd think that he'd keep going to the right, like past the house. But he then turns around and goes back the other direction, like, our house was the target or like the goal of the evening. So it was fucking weird. And I'm going to think about it for years. And if you're watching this podcast and you were that guy, (laughs) um, I'd ask why, like, why did you do that? Or was it just like awkward for, it was as awkward for you as it was for us (laughs) of how, uh, you wanted your dog who we didn't know to play with my dog. Um, so it yeah. was awkward. It was so weird. It was goofy. I love awkward stuff. It was like very that, random. I love awkward. And maybe stuff. he was just looking for a friend. Yeah. But, but at 10 o'clock, the- but at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, walking through a residential neighborhood is maybe not the time to be looking for a friend. No. I and mean, when someone kind of goes like, Hey, we're having our own little thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't know. I've experienced a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, opening up my home to thousands and thousands of people. Sure, you probably get some people who are like, "Hey, I came to that party," and you're like, "Yeah, but like, I'm not having a party now." <laughs> I've had some weird stuff. I've had people knock on the door and come by at times they shouldn't and sneak yeah. in, and I've had people pretend to be like um, work for me. Ooh, and like yeah. lie to people and like go. That's to sh- cool. I've had a lot of. Dude, I need to write a book. <laughs> That's the next hustle is writing After a book. the documentary, I need to write a book. There's been some weird I plan I have a, a five book ideas. Like I'm Hell yeah. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah, I think I've got three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nonfiction, uh, and then two fiction. Mm. But one fiction for non. There you go. Yeah. One I think could be a, a Pixar Disney movie. I'm not even kidding. Wow. It's a very it's a very good idea. And it's a very original idea. Hopefully, because those movies are starting to get very unreal. That's why they need me, and I'm afraid to say it because someone's going to steal oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. I it, came up with it. Keep it close to uh, 11 years ago, and I've been working on it ever since. I have like, uh, like 35 pages of it written. Okay. Um, it could be a good children's book that also has meaning to adults. Yeah. Or well, that may, be that's great, the best. That's the best Pixar script. Is right. like it'd be like that, like an Inside Out type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's along the lines God, of like that a movie's so good. I know, and it's. Kind of like that. I want to say, I'll tell you off mic because yeah, I don't yeah. trust the internet at all. Yeah, anymore. or just bleep it out. It just bleep for like, for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, it's so funny like doing a podcast. I feel like all my heroes. But I don't want to really? say my, yeah, no. no Why? Really. 
I don't know. Just what, what other podcasts have you done? Uh, so I've heard that some of the podcasts I listen to are like, uh, like not PC. You, I'm afraid. You, I've you, heard that they're not, and the they're one, not. The ones you listen to yeah. are not PC. Like I like Tim Dillon. A lot of podcasts aren't though. right. I mean, I'd I say I 90, enjoy Jerry. Uh, I'd, I'd say ninety nine percent of comedian related podcasts are not PC. Yeah. Yet I listen to ninety nine percent of comedian podcasts. But I think we were. T- I think we were talking about it a little bit yesterday when we were comparing and contrasting our podcast listenings, which were basically the same. Um, it you consider the source. And you go, can I separate fact from fiction and know that this is entertainment? Yeah. And that it's not fact. It's entertainment. <laughs> There's some fucked up shit that people talk about on these, but like at the same time, like you choose what to do with it. And I wanna laugh. Yeah. It's and not I, my life. It's not my I wanna world. laugh. I wanna laugh. Comedians <laughs> are really wild people laugh. and I wanna laugh. Yeah. My life Take is serious. Laugh. There's heavy stuff. There's a lot of really big moving parts that are overwhelming and daunting and new, and I'm on my own mm-hmm. little journey, so I want to laugh. I wanna, yeah, I, some, some levity. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I listen to Your Mom's House and Two Bears, One Cave. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the kind of the whole scope of the Your Mom's House uh, Obnoxiousness. franchise, I guess. Just obnoxious. I don't really listen to Dr. Drew after dark, but I've heard it's funny. I've never listened um, to it. I know about it, but I've never listened I don't to listen it. to Christina's solo podcast. I don't really listen to Burt Cast. Um, but I've started listening to, um, oh, what's his name? Danny Brown? No, I actually have listened to a couple of episodes, but not as much. Um, they just started it. It's the two kids from The Sopranos. Yes. Um, I forget who their names are, but I'm yes. trying to remember. I know you're Rob Eiler is the guy, and I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but they're fun. And it's like three episodes in, and it's like, they're still kind of figuring out like what to do with the podcast, but it's cool. Um, podcasts are big. There's a lot of podcasts, but and I also love uh, Rich Roll. Mm. Rich Roll has an amazing podcast. Um, I got turned on to that podcast because Whitney Cummings, the mm-hmm. comedian, did a really, really amazing episode with him. Hers is cool. I like her it's, podcast. I've not listened to her solo podcast, so good for you. It's yeah. it's good. There's um, a lot of good episodes. She goes in deep with it, and she's a very um, I mean, she has a few money, so she can be yep. honest and transparent. A lot of those people do, but she has like big, big. Yeah, she has been big for many years because of her TV shows, syndicated and stuff. Yeah, so they can like literally say and do whatever they want, and they like they have they're good. They're not yeah. trying to find jobs; they work for themselves. No, they're and I think that's boss. and I think that's kind of with your mom's house too. Is like they want oh, yeah. they want to grow and like just them adding new um, or like Lauren Compton's new one. It's like called like First Date. Um, they just added that under the purview of your mom's house, and it's like it's kind of. Lauren Compton's a comedian, um, and she basically has a guest, and it's like, what would you, like, what are your red flags? What are your stuff uh, like that? It's yeah, fun. I, I do know who you're It's cute. You're about, it's yeah. like, um, and I've been watching that a little bit. Um, I think she's, like, very fun to watch interview because she's, like, very silly and, like, but also has, like, very good questions and mm-hmm. dialogue with them. Um, I've always wondered, like, will, like, the, your mom's house guests, like, will the scope expand past comedians it has because it has a, a bit but i'm like they've had musicians when, and doctors when because i saw um god what's his name um the musician who does like really funny uh oh god um wheeler walker jr did a episode with rom's house and it was awesome hmm. um, i know who that is but i've never seen it yeah um but I just wonder, I'm like, would one day I be able to go in your mom's house? <laughs> or like uh, your mom's house 
adjacent show. So you're there. I'm on your mom's house. It's the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> but it's also like I don't know if I, because I've had some friends be like, eh, I don't know if you want to like tell people you watch those shows, and I'm like, eh, I like I what mean, I like. Millions of people watch those shows. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. no, no. Rather, let me change that. Millions of so people, millions of people subscribe to the subscribe show. To it, yeah. But million, tens of millions watch it because yeah. not everyone subscribes. Exactly. I don't subscribe. Well, I think I've subscribed, but I don't like pay for it. Right, I'm just saying there's a difference. Yet, you yeah. can watch stuff and not subscribe, or you can subscribe. All exactly. subscribing does is give you that stuff feed right. just right away, directly. Exactly. It's like following a band on Spotify, which if you're interested, um, you should follow. <laughs> Shameless plug. You should follow Safari Room on Spotify and all the and Instagram, Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. Fans. Even OnlyFans? And, and, no, not yet. I um, saw a race car yesterday. They had a <laughs> bunch of race cards out on um, Broadway because of the indie race tomorrow. Yeah. And it was really cool, but one of them, the main sponsor was OnlyFans, and it was cracking me up. I was like, who's driving that? Uh, They can't show. It's on their OnlyFans. (laughs) OnlyFans is... uh, Just a naked race car driver. I can't wait for that bubble to blow up. It's going to burst. I give it like like five years. But I'm like, good for anyone who is making that hustle and making money. So, yes and no. No. Yes, because... I agree. Do what you want. Freedom. Mm-hmm. I like to do what I want. I do what I want. You should too. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm not against anyone's freedom of speech or expression or what they want to do with their body. So that's the yes, of course. The no is I'm afraid of the ramifications of doing that psychologically. Sure. sure. On a singular level and on a social level. That worries me because these are young people mm-hmm. who are very attractive. And I don't know if they realize fully what happens when you can't keep using your body to make money at 40. Sure, or, or even it's like when it's out there. Or forever. when it's out there and now, every, yeah, it's yeah. it's no joke. Yeah. So, yes and no. We've yet also, to see the full extent of what, because OnlyFans is what? A couple years old? A few years old, yeah. There's no long, there's not much longevity in it and I hope that they don't put all their eggs in one basket. Sure. Because if you're only getting by, if you're skating by on your looks, you're up for uh, a rude awakening, especially as a woman. Sure. It's, it gets pretty rough there in your 30s and 40s. Yeah. As far as the way people are going to perceive you or care about you. You need to be top, top, top criminal dogs of, yeah. the, of the industry of Hollywood, music industry, for anyone to still be like, yeah, you know, you're getting it. Right. And people will talk the talk all they want, but they will not walk the walk. People will say, body positivity, oh, yeah, go get a girl, you're older, but, like, they're just saying it. Mm-hmm. Young men don't. Yeah. They still want a, a person their age that's attractive and yeah. so like, I mean, it's we're saying it, but it doesn't mean it's actually real. I just think like the it's just a fascinating thing of like OnlyFans being like anyone can do it. It's like that's kind of like the thought, and it's like wow, like it's so it's as accessible. I don't know if this is true, but like as like the music industry of like anyone can put their music up there. It's like with OnlyFans, it's like anyone can put their content up there and have people pay them to I don't know see photos of their feet. Sh- sure, and so it's like. And you make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. But it's also like there are so many interesting cultural and mental ramifications that like could possibly come with it. It's just like we won't see it for years. And yeah. then we'll go, oh, maybe it, or maybe it wasn't that big of a deal or maybe that really was not a good call. Um, I'm going to lean towards not a good call. Yeah. But um, Safari underscore room <laughs> um, is where you can find us. On uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
website is www.safariroomband.com. Was All Safari of our music, Room taken? Uh, it was, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I looked. What I think about I just Bandcamp? Uh, we're on Bandcamp. Um, you can buy... We got where all, all of our stuff is on our merch um, site through our website. Um, yeah, we got vinyl. They have cool vinyl. Got some cool. I put vinyl. a lot of time and energy into making the vinyl. I can look tell. Really I really nice. like it. The gated fold with the photos is awesome. And LP three. If money's right, I'll make it even cooler. It will be. It I will promise. be even cooler. The money will be right. Oh, I hope so. I guarantee. I it. want to make vinyl for this next record because I have so many cool ideas. You should. I mean, if you did it for the first two, you can't stop now. You set the bar high. <laughs> no, this, you have more money now because you self-produced this. You saved money on production. Yeah, but like we've done a lot of other things that where it's like promotion and ads and stuff like that. Oh, I know. Um, but yeah, so um, we haven't opened, I haven't put the OnlyFans up yet, but I'm uh, working on content for that. That's how I'm going to fund the Should next Should I do record. an OnlyFans? I don't know. You have like really good recording equipment. You could probably make some good content. Probably could, I should. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, I could. I have good cameras, good audio. Maybe I'll do like my knees, my elbows. There's my a shoulders. There is a uh, audience for that. I'm sure. I bet there has to be. Only fans. It's such an interesting cultural thing. It's I, wild. I'm fascinated to see where it goes. It's, it's also so like wild. I'm excited to see how TikTok like ruins the music industry. Um, TikTok TikTok has definitely done some weird stuff yeah i mean it's really messed with social media i mean look what facebook and instagram they're all trying to they're all video reels video it's it's totally gone away from photos i heard a podcast somewhere the ceo of instagram or someone up there maybe the chief technology officer saying like you know massive portion two-thirds 80 percent is just stories and reels and messaging it's not even a photo post anymore. Yeah, the algorithm which i've total, seen completely yeah the, the i'll post some totally dope sweet. photos and it'll be like 37 likes i'm like bro i would post the lamest thing four years ago and get 200 likes right now i have triple the following way more notoriety and i up, have nothing when i post they've put it. up it's smoke joke. screens and joke. pivoted the algorithms so that it's it's harder and harder unless you're paying for it unless you're paying for which it. is a crock or um, if you show some skin unless you show some skin which uh yep there's a there's an audience for that too which they call what's it called when you show skin as a man a thirst trap thirst trap i was called that once well i think it's for all genders oh Thirst Never trap? mind, I don't know. Everyone's I, able to post thirst traps. I posted a, a photo once that someone else took of me when I was sleeping holding a dog, but I had like barely any clothes on. And it was tagged in it. It wasn't even like me directly doing yeah. it. Just you and mostly like, naked with a dog. Like, yeah. It's the most, I mean. It's the set, most sexual. Part, like, and I'm like yeah. sitting on like a little beanie thing with a dog. Like, I don't know. I mean, at the beach. It's not it's even not, sexual. It's just no. like, you just don't have a shirt on. It was Florida. It was hot. There That's it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't taken many shirtless photos with dogs, so like, you might be more of a pro at that. <laughs> Maybe you should start an OnlyFans. <laughs> Thirst trap. I, I love the slogans and the sayings that I never know. I, I always needed like my uh, unofficial committee of my friends to tell me. Like, what's the, what's the like, Ben, now? there's a clout, a thirst, clout, thought. Is that, was a that thought? it? Thought. A thought. T-H-O-T. I thought it was thought. A thought. That? I thought a thought is T H O T O U G H T, a thought. No, there's a thought. I'm thinking of a thought. Okay. That. Like because it's like that hoe over there. Yeah, I think. Which is not very kind. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not a nice thing to call. It's probably it. why I never knew what any of it meant. 
Right. I've heard, I've heard most people do not like to be called that. A hoe? Yes. Uh, well, if you're I, not I, a ho- quit being a hoe, we don't have to call you. Well, <laughs> and that's it. No, no, but it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I would not want to be referred to as uh, that hoe over there. No, in, I mean, in, I would. In an acronym I way. Would. Call me it. No, I'm, I'm not. Do I don't it. think you're a Do hoe. It. Do it. What even is a hoe? It's a tool you use in your garden. Helps to turn the soil. Boom. Boom. But yeah, like, uh, there was one, I was teaching guitar lesson one time, and this kid just went like, sheesh. And I was like, what did you just do? And she's like, sheesh. Like heroin? That's what I like thought. I was off? like, uh, we're not, I was like, that's it. You can't talk about like your veins. And she's like, no, it's because like I got ice in my veins. I'm so cold. And I was like. Because I think some basketball player did it or something. Stuff and I was that like, people do. I was like, I feel 50 at least when she did that. She's like, she. And I was like, I don't get what you're talking about. It sucks being an old man. Well, I mean, I get used to it. I my, think it only gets worse. My students are always making fun of me. Always. Like, They'll be like, say something like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, how do you, how do you mm-hmm. not know? And I'm just like, I'm I get up 20. close to the mic on the podium, like, because I'm actually doing stuff in reality. Yeah, I'm like, like, you guys, sorry. I live in the real world. I don't have time for this stuff. I mean, it is reality. It's their reality. It's their reality. So it's technically, online. it is yeah. reality. It's just, it's not mine. I talk about IRL in real life. In real life, IRL, TBT. When I, sometimes I'll text with um, bands or whoever to like set up something or podcasts and specifically like, when they're younger, specifically if it's a younger woman, like 20, 21, and they will speak a language that I'm like, this is English? I don't know what you're saying. Like, just all, all these, acronyms. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to sound stupid. So I just go like, okay. They'll just be like, TDT, C-O-K. I'm like, cool. We're good. What's happening? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know like, what they said. Like, am I hallucinating? I have to Google it. And it just, it means the most basics. I'm like, they could have just typed that out. Yeah, just type out the hard. words. Just type out the words. It's shorthand stuff, well, it's like the like, lowercase thing, you know, the lowercase texting people oh, do. Oh, where you only have lowercase? Yeah, because they think Because that takes time. You have to deliberately do that's that. that's cool. It's cool. I don't get it. I don't get it at either. At all. At all. A sentence starts with a capital letter. It's how you write in the language. ends with a period. Well, I'm sure there's some fun reasoning behind that. We're like, okay. Well, it's like, it's it feels kind of anti. I'm anti. Like, oh, well, like, that's like, it's not how you're supposed to text. So, like, that's how I text because it's mm. cool. Or it's like when artists started doing all of their uh, song titles in all caps or all lowercase. Mm. Like Bon Iver did that thing where it was like all, all those symbols. All goes back and forth. Yeah. Like, like <clears throat> instead of saying love, it's like L, the O is a zero. Yeah. The V is like the upside down V, and then E's like backwards. Yeah. And it's capitalized, and yeah, you're it's like, like, is this Greek? Like, what like, is this? Well, it's just like... <laughs> It's just to be different. It's yeah. different just to be different. It's like, all right, that's cool. I mean, like, Bon Iver you did sounded that. like Kermit the Frog for a second. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. <laughs> all right, that's cool. It's cool, I guess. I don't go. It's fine. Uh, but Bon Iver did this thing where he's, uh, he had all the symbols uh, for his uh, album. Uh, and so, uh, um, yeah, it was kind of a cool record, but, like, I didn't really understand. <laughs> Kermit, stick to Miss Piggy. <laughs> Got a booger? Do I have one? I made you. Uh, I made you snot. Oh, I do. <laughs> well, Kermit really got you, man. Um, and then I just have like minutes of uh, all my impersonations, and back. he's back. I'm back with ice. I'm back with ice. <laughs> 
things to do. No, you're good. We're just rehearsing for the DZ session. Easy. It's going to be stellar. Easy oh, absolutely. Easy DZ. What does DZ stand for? Secret? No, it has, so it's a, it's a whole story. Like drop zone? I say it stands for whatever you want it to mean. Mm -hmm. And then to make it even easier, I go. So just like Imagine Dragons. Dream zone. Dream zone. Discovery zone. But when I first made it, there was a bunch of degenerate teenagers around me that wanted to call it all different kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have a name for it. I just wanted to have, I was one building it while they were watching. What else is new? And it's like government work. Yeah. It was like, uh, doesn't need a name. It's it's just a, a, a clubhouse cabin yeah. to do creative stuff, play music, listen to music, talk, have an escape, privacy, and freedom. And they wanted a name. And I was like, no, I'm like, let's, we can call it this. And they're like, let's call it Dome Zone. And I'm like, because, you know, we can have sex there. And, and, and I'm like, no. I mean, I didn't even, wasn't yeah. even, I didn't even know what a girl was when I was 15. Right. So I was like, no, like, no. And they're like, well, like, you know, drug zone, dude zone, dome zone, dick zone. Like 15 year old yeah. boys in the year 2005. Yeah, exactly. You know, think of 2005 comedies. But it's think always 40 year old virgin. It's always it's zone. zone. And I was like, just easy. It wasn't like deplorable zebra or something. <laughs> I like that one though. Just horrible zebra, that badass zebra. No, I was just like just Draconian Zinfandel. And I cut it off. It's just DZ, and yep. it really means nothing. It's just like a band but name. Where asks, it's like it's like Vampire Weekend. What does it mean? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It means nothing. DZ Dream Zone Discovery Zone. I I like Dream Zone a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, in that place, all of my dreams have come true. Literally all of them. Damn. Like everything. Like yeah. more than more than I thought. More than dreams. Dreams yeah. to the high exponent, like whoa. So that's why I like Dream Zone or Discovery Zone. I discovered so much about my life, human existence, people, different creeds, religions, ethnicities, backgrounds, financial backgrounds, music, art, food, culture, travel, religion, the endless conversations. I mean, that place was very popular for people to hang out. Mm -hmm. Just the cabin itself, forget the house and the studio and the fest. Yeah. This predates that from 18 but it, years ago. Yeah, but it, it blossomed from It that. blossomed. That's where it all came from. That's why my friend group was so big because yeah. it was one of the, if not most, like popular place to go to and or hang out in the southwest of the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. From like 2005 to 2015, 10 years, then my parents left and I lived in the house with some roommates and we all mm -hmm. kind of stopped hanging out in there but by then it manifested so heavily into the studio the fest podcasts bands recordings traveling to do it so yeah technically when people say like how long you been doing this i have to break Forever. it off into three branches yeah like dz fest 2012 dz records 2010 the dz 2005 mm -hmm. as far as like a music artistic free thinking creative space mm -hmm. to do things like this it all started in 2005 in a cabin i built that grew to uh um kind of like a a symbol and like a like a public thing like a public entity a public mm -hmm. figure i don't know it was really funny i don't have chat gpt I know I need to get it because I need to be. I can't be naive to think you need to I be can't cool be on top like everyone of, else is. Yeah, I just need to be on top of also just technology. automation, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's I need important. to know what's going on. I need yeah. to be. I'm not gonna like use it a lot, just like I don't use. Well, it it's like apps, the it's like the dismissers of the internet when that came out. It's yeah, like you just gotta, can't do that. You gotta hop in the water and go. I'll use it sparingly. Dip my yeah. toe in the water. Get a 
feel for the temperature and get out. Yep. But um, I was with someone and she was on it and she's like, have you used him? I'm like, no, I'm not yet. I have not. And she was like, let's, let's like look up what it says about like the DZ or DZ records. Yeah. And it was actually really cool what it said about DZ records. It just said like a recording production studio place that's known for their live video sessions and recording records that gives a platform and spotlight to like up and coming artists around Chicago and the country and has grown tremendously and is like a big part of like the music scene. And that's what Chad GPT said. And I was like, press Whoa. kit. I was like, dude, Whoa. like that's like that. And that's, and that and it was I think cool. is a big thing of what Chad GPT is. It's like, write me a bio about DZ records. It was cool. Done. It was weird. And then and I've done the same thing with Safari Room. It's cool. You done it too? I did. Okay. It's yeah. cool, right? It's fun. And then I she had went to like train it a little it bit because it was like Bill Frith and <laughs> and Steven Marcus are the lead singer and background vocalist for Safari Rumors. And it's just like, nope. Uh, this it, it, is it yeah. gets it's gotten good. It's but gotten like once good. you tell it like that's not it, it'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me figure it out. And that's just what it said right off the I mean, that's bat. but also that goes to show how much how much uh Information's, information's out there, out there, on there the about what you have. Yeah, absolutely. I had a feeling you would have something like that to say. I didn't ask about DZ Fest, yeah. and then she typed in, um, "Who is the DZ guy?" Yeah. Oh my god! Did it say you? <laughs> it doesn't use my name, which is great. And it said like, I'm paraphrasing here, but I think it said something like, uh, "The DZ guy is a." public figure Ooh. which was weird to hear you are <laughs> it freaked me out yeah it said a public figure what did else it say that's like known for the dc records and like dc fest that like lives in chicago and yeah. like works with all them types of artists it's pretty cool something like that but it was you can just, also just be like you can give you can feed chat gpt a bio Oh, you can. Yeah, I mean oh, it's I learning. Didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so like next time you look it up, it'd be like, oh, that's what it is now. Like it'd be like, I, Easy I, Records I, is. I kind of like it that it just pulls from like random. I just it's like that my name was never mis- used. Yeah, it's a mysterious figure. It was great that my name yeah. was never used. I was like, good. I'm glad that that's like not associated with it. Hmm. It's nice. It's good Some to anonymity. Just, yeah, anonymity. It, but the look isn't the way I look is very apparently re- uh, recognizable when associated with easy yeah. something but it is it is funny and that was weird because was like this ai robot thing just pulled from other ai robot things and came up with a very very accurate nail on the head description of something just based on internet information it was like weird you know it's fun like i've like written press kits and then be like rewrite this Rewrite this. Mm. Rewrite this. Just try a few different iterations of it. Like, all right, now make it 200 characters. All right, now make it 200 words. Now make it two pages. Like, like you can be like, I need this in 150 words or less. And it does it? And it does it. Whoa. Yeah, man. Freaky. But it's like, it's automation. It makes things a little faster. You don't have to think about it. And like, you can go in and, you can go in and be like, ah, I don't like that adjective. And you can finesse it a little bit. But it's like, if you need like a new short bio or something where it's like, boom. Done. I want. Could it? It can't alter other stuff that exists already, though, right? What do you mean? Like, if you say you had a Wikipedia page. Oh, gotcha. You it can't can you, like go in and change Wikipedia page, right. but you can copy what the Wikipedia page says and just be like, like make like rewrite this. Like yeah. I'll be like, 
ChatGPT like rewrite the the following press kit in 150 words or less, and I'll paste okay. that into okay. it, and then it'll spit out something new. I need to make a Safari room Wikipedia page for you. <laughs> I wonder if it, I don't think we have a Wikipedia. I don't think we're that popular yet. I've I've seen people that have them that aren't that popular. I'm like, I'm like yeah. oh, they have one. <clears throat> I don't know how that works. Like, I really don't know yeah. how. I just like. Well, I just found someone like, has to want to make it. Yeah, so we're on you. all music. And I didn't know that we were on all music for a second. All and music. so like I'm on all music. Why does that sound familiar? All music Refresh is like me. where like you go and like check like it's a website database of all all music. music but like <laughs> <laughs> But it's like it gives you um like it's like a robust like Wikipedia on like an album. So it's like it gives you producer, composer, songwriter, the band, and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, it's yeah. funny because I like, I was looking, I don't remember where I found it, but like, it's like, oh, that's me and my music. And I was like, I've made it. Um, <laughs> like, mo- like, little milestone. And not that that was a milestone, but it was just fascinating. I, I think so, I'd know it if I saw it. I think you would too. Kind of like Discogs. A little Are you bit, on yeah, Discogs because yeah. yeah. you sell stuff. Are you on there? Maybe. Like, my name in my uh like the what is it? not the irsrc code but like the the item codes for the mm-hmm. albums you might be on there i, I found out i'm on there because of making music yeah. for bands and like they release albums so i see it on there i'm like oh i'm on discogs i had no idea because i like to buy vinyl it's a good website for buying vinyl that's a good point so, i don't know if we have our stuff on vinyl i use the restroom go ahead i'll be right we, back we could, and do you want it we could do we end it should We're we at two hours and 40 minutes. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? We've been yeah. talking for two? Wow. Well, <laughs> should we just end it? <laughs> we could. I mean, that's... if you've made it this far. We're just, now we're just going. Now we're just chatting. <laughs> well, yeah, we could, uh, we could call it. That's a good, that's a good size. Hell yeah. 240. You've just, had no idea, huh? I had no idea. I was just staring deep into your eyes this whole time, just talking. I am sweet. You have such beautiful, beautiful wow. eyes. Um, well, thank, yeah, well, thank pl- you for having me. Thank you for having me. This was me an absolute your, joy. Your home. The yes, best you're welcome day of here. My life. You're welcome here anytime. Don't say that. Uh-oh. I'll pop in. Yeah, I was about to say, you'll be like that guy. I already was, made a copy of your key this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Don't tell me. That's a fear of mine. Um, no, it's good. Um, it'll be like the strangers all over again. Um, but yeah, plug Safari Room. Uh, yeah, Safari underscore room on basically all social media. Um, we've got a record. Um, just about to be finished. Going to put that out in the end of February 2024. Going to be on the road doing some touring and playing uh, around the country. Hope to make it even further west um, and maybe up into Canada Canadia. next year. Canadia. Canadia. We have some people and some friends and some fans. in Calgary? Uh, Toronto. I think Toronto. Montreal? And then maybe Ottawa. western uh, Canada. I don't know the... Saskatchewan? Maybe. Manitoba. Maybe. I don't Vancouver. Know. Maybe Vancouver. Um, we'll figure it out. But like, we, I really want to go play up in Canada because we have some fans up there that have been very kind and gracious and uh, made me very emotional over some very nice messages. So That's cool. Yeah, big time. So we want to go please those fans and, and shake your hand and make it known how much uh, I support or I'm grateful for their support. I like um, it. <clears throat> so, yeah. And then just kind of keep... Pushing forward, might do some recording of some covers, working on another EP with another producer outside of um, this next record. So just kind of moving and trying yeah. to make shit happen. So you're doing a lot of good things, a I lot of good music. That. I appreciate that. Check out the music, everyone. 
Safari Rooms music's great. Buy their re- records. You can buy them on your website. Yep, buy them on the website. Their vinyls are re- great quality. They're not like thrown together, thought out. The images, the layout, the gatefold, the quality. I like it. Oh, yeah. Cool shirts. I have a really yes. cool band yes. shirt. That we only kind of do like one run of. They're great. We're like, we're like, all right, let's keep moving on new merch. So cool. There may be never more than one run of a shirt. So And if you ever come to Nashville, check them out to local venues. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So. Anything else? I, I feel great. I feel great. I've had an absolute blast. So oh, thanks. <laughs> this is good. We're gonna get canceled. Yeah, we're gonna get canceled, but it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, oh, yeah. Alec. Thank you, Ben. It was lovely. Thank oh, you everyone yeah. for listening. Stay tuned. Bye. Ciao. Bye.